Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. As long as there is breath in your body, there is a chance. When you give up hope, you stop dreaming. My friend, you stop believing. As long as you're breathing, as long as that heart is pumping blood, you're not dead yet. They haven't put rose petals on your box yet. Make sure every breath you take counts for something. You don't count how many breaths you take. You don't count it. You get to a point where you don't count it. You just do whatever it takes to get whatever you want. Even when you face tremendous setbacks, it, it will be a benchmark to keep you in the game, to keep you moving forward and experimenting and readjusting your strategy and your plan of action, continuously looking for ways to win. See, as long as you're breathing, you got a shot at your dream. When you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. See, if you don't program your mind, your mind will be programmed because human beings are goal-oriented. That's why we die of broken hearts early. That's why we're running through life to early grades. We're going through life, ladies and gentlemen, in quiet desperation. Most of us go through life running scared. Everything is about to change. Because change starts with you. Your circumstances, your challenges, your losses, everything that you have endured in your life, if you're standing on your two feet right now, if you've got breath in your body, you are not done. You have power right now. You have strength right now. Don't let nothing hold you back. You're not a product of your environment. You're not a product of your external storm. What you have or what you don't have, where you come from or what you don't come from. The traumas, the abuses, the good and the bad. None of that dictates, but it's what you will do 
in the moment. Watch your response. And as long as there's breath in your lung, there's hope in your heart. As long as you're breathing, yes, you can. Every breath that I take, I get stronger. You can be stronger. Do you breathe or are you breathed? You can feel it either way. If you become conscious of breathing, you get the sense that you are doing it in the same way as thinking or walking. But if you forget about it, it goes on. And you don't have to do it at all. That is why breathing exercises are fundamental in all meditation practices in the Orient. Because you can understand through breathing and through the experience of breathing that there really is no differentiation between the involuntary experience and the voluntary experience. You short of breath, SOB, shortness of breath, you wheezing. <gasps> The only thing you're trying to do is get some air. You don't care about no basketball game. You don't care what's on TV. You don't care about nobody calling you. You don't care about a party. The only thing you care about when you're trying to breathe is to get some fresh air. That's it. And when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful, as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. And I'm here to tell you, number one, that most of you say you want to be successful, but you don't want it bad. You just kind of want it. You don't want it badder than you want to party. You don't want it as much as you want to be cool. You, most of you don't want success as much as you want to sleep. Some of you love sleep more than you love success. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be successful, you've got to be willing to give up sleep. Like, you gotta live this, you gotta eat this, you got every single thing you do. It's a mentality. It's a, okay, so what do I mean? Because I gotta get you to go from behavior to mentality because I told you before, the great, what, I studied great people, millionaires and billionaires and people who succeed in what they do and I realized that the difference is only, it's not a behavior. It's not something that they do. It's not something that they get to when they want to. It's not a feeling. Some of y'all, for real, you still on feelings. When you feel like doing it, you do it. When you don't feel like doing it, you don't. And so for you, it's a feeling, right? It's a feeling. For them, it's a mentality. It's a way of life. It's what they eat. It's what they sleep. It's what they drink. It's who they are. It possesses them. And the guru was telling him, when you want, when, it, when mentally, you want it in your spirit, in your soul, when you want it, it will happen. It's all back down to a very primitive mindset of we just have to do. It's like breathing. Breathing becomes normal. Like, we don't know that we're doing it. That's how you have to live your life. When that alarm clock goes off at four or five in the morning, your mind says no. You just say, this is what we do. It's what we do now. 
Change the way you see yourself and begin to tend to the personal details. Understand that nobody's going to take care of your business better than you. And when I start changing that kind of mindset of beating myself up because of my mistakes and start looking at the possibility of my doing better, of my making the adjustment that would enable me to do what I want to do successfully, things begin to change. Your dream is worth fighting for. If you desire to move from dreaming your dream to living your dream, you must recognize your value and you have to be willing to hold out for what you deserve. We all got a responsibility. We all got to be accountable. We all got to put in work, but don't give up because there's somebody out there right now that is hurting. There's somebody out there right now that is struggling. There's somebody out there right now that's got it a little bit tougher than you do. So why are you going to give up now? Hear me? Get your hopes up and don't you ever settle. So I'm saying that we have to work through the challenges of life and learning how to begin to work to fortify ourselves. Repeat after me, please. I can live my dream. I can find my purpose in life and live my purpose. I deserve more for myself. I deserve more from life. When you want something bad, you can't count the cost because if you count the cost and you see how much it costs, you might quit. You might give up. So you got to go in knowing that I don't count the cost. I do as many push-ups as it takes, as many sit-ups as it takes, as many reps as it takes. I study as long as it takes. I pay whatever the price is. Why? Because if I start counting the cost, I might quit. I might give up. I might surrender. Don't count the cost. You don't count the cost on this one. As long as there is breath in your body, there is a chance. As long as there's breath in your lungs, there's hope in your heart. As long as you're breathing, yes, you can. Live, breathe, life, you. That's what it's about. Execute. Execute on the things that you said you were going to execute on. Kobe said, why would I pass the ball to you when you haven't even trained properly? I used to always wonder, like, why is my man hogging the ball? He's like, yo, why would I have confidence in somebody who's getting to the gym late, who's leaving early, we losing, doesn't seem to care that we losing, why would I give the ball to you? And I'm like, yo, genius. My whole career is contingent upon what you do and what you don't do. Yeah, I'm taking this. They shift my thought process because I'm like, here I am judging from the outside. Why aren't you being a better teammate? But the real question is, why aren't you being a better teammate by seeing my energy and matching my energy? Because we're on the same team with the same goals. We have the ability to, no matter what our circumstances are, get better. Well, you don't know me. If you knew me in 2002, you don't know Eric Thomas. That was the 5.0 version. This is the 14. This is the EP14. You don't know who I am. And I would just say to people, yes, it takes a lot of work to become a new model, but it also takes a lot of work to suck, to be <laughs> average. It takes a lot of work to do that as well. 
there are a group of people that feel like it's okay not to execute because I'm not feeling okay. Because today is not a good day. Because all the stars didn't line up. Yo, despite this happening, I owe it to myself to still be the person that I dreamed of being in this setback will only be a setup for a comeback. We owe it to the people who follow us to not stay where we are, but to take it to that next level. Being in a room with somebody who's executing and operating at a high level, and I'd much rather put in the work and live this experience. Yo, we have opportunity. You have an opportunity of a lifetime. Whatever you do, don't waste it. Get up and go make it happen. You're already in pain. Get a reward for it. So why would you go through all that pain and not get something for it? To put all those hours in and not transfer those hours to something else. It doesn't make sense not to recycle the pain and get wealth or a successful life, a successful spouse, like whatever, have kids, whatever it is. I was like, e, it can't end here. I've read the books, I've gone to the conferences, I went to the classes, I, I, I got the degrees, like it can't end with just life is gonna deal me this hand. You still have to do life, regardless of how you come into life. If you come in great, if you come in poorly, it does not matter. You have to do life. And if you're smart, you do life on your terms and you don't let life make you do it on its terms. I'll do whatever it takes to keep this freedom. I'll do whatever it takes. So the first thing you gotta do is you gotta get out of your feelings. You know, you woke up, got into it with your spouse or your kids call with something that was going on or you were sick. And so I think for most people, they go wrong because they think it's a feeling when execution is a fact. There are going to be difficult times in your life. There are going to be times where you have every reason to make an excuse. Absolutely. But that won't serve you. And I look at Kobe and was like, yo, not you didn't necessarily live to be 100, but the time you had on earth, you put in work. And then you went and dominated one area and then you start coming over and said, now nah, I'm coming into some other areas, but I'm gonna bring my greatness over here and I'm gonna kill it. And that's all I'm saying to people. Greatness is in you, activate it. Like I wake up every day with this, all right, I'm gonna win the Nobel Prize. And it's not about the Nobel Prize, it's not about Norway. It is about if LeBron and Michael Jordan are playing for the finals and uh, Gretzky is playing for the Stanley Cup and somebody else is playing for the pennant like my my pennant is the Nobel Prize because you don't get that without helping millions of people get from one place in their lives you know to another and so what I do is I, I figure out where you are and I dare you to come out of where you are to if nobody ever influenced you where would you want to be like, what, what do you want? What do you want to do? Not what they want you to do. If you could dream, like what would your best life look like for you? If you didn't have to impress your mom or your dad, you didn't have to go to college because your parents went to college. Like, what would you really do? And then if they can tell me, and if I can figure out where you want to go at that point, I can snatch your current reality and help you to build a new reality to help you to get where you go. So for me, it's I gotta get in here and I gotta get in here. And if you let me into these two spaces, I can get you wherever you're trying to get to.
guys, you got to understand the opportunities that you have. You know, I've been to third world countries where it does not matter how early you wake up. It does not matter how long you stay up. It doesn't matter what your skill sets are. It doesn't matter. You don't have opportunity. You have people all over the world who are dying to get here, literally dying to get here. You have an opportunity of a lifetime and where much is given, much is required. Like you got opportunities. You got banks that you can get loans from. Uh, you can go online and sell stuff from online. Like you don't even have to have a store anymore. You're a storefront. Like you can literally become rich from your watch. So it's like, yo, instead of you looking at everything that's not, look at what is. So absolutely, there's some stuff to complain about 1000%. There's a whole bunch of stuff I can complain about. There's a lot of stuff that I can be angry about, but I didn't realize how quick life was. Because life is short, I don't have time to focus on what's not. I've got to focus on what is, then get up and go get it. And, and, and for me, it's like, guys, I need you to understand where you are. We are looking for opportunity and we have it. And so if you can lock in, I need you to get focused. I need you to get locked in. But I'm too scared not to try. Like I'm too scared not to take the risk. The only thing standing in your way is you. That's it. Like, how is that possible? Like somebody uh, uh, doesn't do what you think they should do and you go off, but then you give you a pass. Like you don't go off on you, but when are you gonna go in the mirror and check yourself? Like, why are you giving yourself a pass? Why are you giving yourself an out? But then you didn't finish school or you didn't write the book or you didn't do the album or, or you didn't go back to school or you told yourself you was gonna lose weight and you just let you just let yourself off the hook like, ah, well, you didn't do it for you. I'm saying no, do me a favor. With that same energy you use to hold somebody else accountable, hold yourself accountable because here's the deal. You hold me accountable and I change, how do you benefit from that? Use that same energy you use on others. I'm not saying don't hold people accountable, but I'm saying use that same energy on yourself and you'd be shocked how much further you'd be in life if you just punish us, if you put you on punishment. So for me, it's not, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. I look at it, game seven. This is where the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds, like this is where the Michael Jordans are made. This is where the real ballers, this is where the real ballers come out. This is what I signed up for. This is what all the weights were for. This is the eating right. This is the getting up early, going, this is the trainers. Like this is why I went to this school. This is why I got this coach. Like this, I long for this and I live for this. When I see trials and tribulations, I go, it's showtime with a real Eric Thomas. With a game seven Eric Thomas. Please stand up, activate, grand slam. Boom, it's out of here. So I just look at it as, hey, if you want to complain, go for it. I will rise to the level of the challenge. If it was easy, everybody would do it. The day could be today that your career is over. Now what do you do? I said, I better get to work. <laughs> Rest at the end, not in the middle. And that's something I always live by. I'm not gonna rest, I'm gonna keep on pushing now. There are a lot of answers that I don't have, even questions that I don't have. But I'm just gonna keep going. I'm just gonna keep going. 
and I'll figure these things out as you go, right? And you just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. Have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. And I came into the NBA, I was like, man, these dudes really don't work that hard. One of the things I would do is, while everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing all sorts of stuff, I'd just go back to the job. I'd go back to the job. <laughs> How can I show you that, no, I have the edge. Well, you do it through training, right? So when I get up in the morning, my daughter goes with me. 4 a.m.? 4 a.m. My 15-year-old goes with me. She wow. goes with me before school, and it becomes a daddy-daughter thing. That's cool. Through that process, she understands the value of hard work. And so it's through those behaviors is where I find the motivation to do it. I think the definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. I think that's what greatness is or should be. It's not something that's, that, that lives and dies with one person. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person or then inspires another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. It's not sit around and all, it's all happy-go-lucky right. type of thing. Your leader, your job is to get the best out of it. You gotta deal with it. Face it, learn from it. It's exciting when you win, it's exciting when you lose, because the process should be exactly the same. But the hardest thing is to face that stuff. But what if today is the day that you, that's it. Now what do you do? What can I say? Mamba out. My parents were, were great. You know, growing up, you know, they instilled in me the importance of imagination, of curiosity, and understanding that, okay, if you want to accomplish something, I'm not just going to sit here and say, yes, you can do whatever you want. Yes, you can, but you have to also put in the work to get there, right? So they taught me that at a really early age, man. And uh, when you grow up as a kid thinking that the world is your oyster, all things are possible if you put in the work to do it, you, know, you grow up having that fundamental belief. Who was more influential for you, your father or mother? It, both were influential at different points. Yeah. Right? My, uh, my mom was there on a daily basis. Uh, my father uh, was really influential at a really critical time where I, I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10 or 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer, not one. You didn't score once? Not one. Were you in the game? I was in the game. How did you not score? Because I was terrible. Not a free throw, not a nothing. Not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. My father just gave me a hug and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to your child. Because from there, I was like, okay, it gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security there. But the hell with that, I'm scoring 60. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Right, and from there, I just went to work. I just wow. I stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept practicing. I think that's when the idea of understanding a long-term view became important because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year, right? So that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some thought, right? What do I want to work on first? All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this half a year, six months, do nothing but shoot, right? After that, all right, creating your own shot. You focus. So you start, I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. 
And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old, and then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years, and I wasn't expecting it to happen in two years, but it did, because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. But they relied on their athleticism and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to me. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting, I grew into my frame. And then your athleticism, once you have the fundamentals, exactly. the hard work, the mindset, and you tack on the athleticism, exactly. it's then, game then, over. Then it was game over. Wow. <laughs> love of the game, the challenge. Like, I, I would watch Magic play, I'd watch Michael play, and I would see them do these unbelievable things, and I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. And so that curiosity to see where I could push this thing led me down that path, I think. With the 13th pick in the 1996 NBA draft, the Charlotte Hornets select Kobe Bryant from Lower Marion High School in Pennsylvania. Greatness lies ahead for this young man. Well, I learned that you have to work hard and you have to approach the game with a serious mindset. There, there was a stretch um, in 03 uh, where Shaq was out with an injury. And Phil called me up to his office and said, okay, we need you to really turn on the afterburners and start scoring wow. ball if we have to win. So, I did, and I wound up scoring, I think it was nine straight games for 40 plus points. Nine straight? Nine straight games. And then Shaq comes back, second, uh, it's second to last game of that. And then Phil calls me to his office and says, Cole, okay, I need you to dial it back. I'm like, why? Like, we're winning. <laughs> I don't understand. It's because our goal is to win a championship. But if you continue to do this, we'll lose Shaq. We'll lose him. His motivation, his excitement. What triggers him, right? He, so. I need you to pull back so we can pull Shaq forward for June. Wow. I mean, that was, that was the big challenge is you move from, you know, uh, being the single dominant player yeah. to understanding, okay, I have to help these other guys. How do I lift everyone else up? It's tough. It's more like you, you, put, you put yourself to the side and you put yourself in their shoes and understand what they're feeling. And then, you have to make certain decisions of, okay, what buttons do I need to push for this yeah. player to get them to the next level? So it's never, it's not sit around and all, it's all happy or lucky right. time. The leader, your job is to get the best out of them, um, even if they may not like it at that time. He was very demanding because he expected everyone to put in the same effort as he was. And that was unrealistic. You're not behind me, you're not in front of me. You're right, right there parallel with me. Practice was very competitive right mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. You know how Kobe is. Mm -hmm. He was jarring. We had it going sometimes. He didn't let me slip a lot. Times where I get ejected or about to get a technical foul or going off the deep end, he would be there to, you know, set me straight a lot, which helped me out a lot. So we get in the timeout. He's like, hey, hey, uh, hey, I'm open. I'm like, okay. And so we go out and same thing. Come, hey, hey, hey I'm open. Okay. You know, come back in. Hey, dude, you got to throw me the ball. I said, man, fuck that. Get it off the rebound if I miss, bro. <laughs> I, listen, I don't, I don't deal with people that don't commit at that level, but then act as if they do. The running joke, or he doesn't pass and all sort of crap. I mean, that's okay. 
you know, but I'll take those five rings. I'll take five of them. Preventing most people from moving in the direction that they want to move is a lack of discipline. And no one wants to hear that answer. It's the harshest answer. This is hard work, it's every day. When they see that word discipline, it's actually slapped in the face because they know it's true. If you have any fraction of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it, that's the most powerful thing in the world. What are you gonna get without discipline? Are you gonna be in good physical shape without wow. discipline? Are you gonna be financially successful without discipline? Are you gonna are you gonna become more intellectually powerful without discipline? You're gonna see me for who I am. Because I need to change who I'm not. Discipline is the root of all good qualities. If you wanna make progress in your life, you gotta have discipline. Discipline equals freedom. You want freedom in your life? You want to achieve what it is you want to achieve? How do you do that? You do it through discipline. You do it through hard work. You do it by knowing what it is you're supposed to do and, and then doing actually it. doing it. <laughs> yeah. You have to face yourself. What am I going to do today to change what I see in this mirror? It starts with yourself, man. Through hard work, you can outwork anybody. Like I'm going to be extreme in my discipline. Somebody asked me that on social media. How do you master discipline? I'm like, you don't. You don't. You keep working at it though. Every day. Yes. It takes power. It takes effort. It takes discipline to break the old you. What gives you confidence, not being afraid, is overcoming the fear. There's no one in the world that enjoys taking criticism. It's in the discomfort zone is where my confidence is getting built. The tougher things you go through, the more confidence you're gonna have, the more confidence you have, the better you're gonna get, but I'm gonna work and try and make myself better. And that's the mentality you have. A lot of us who are afraid of something, we allow our minds to choose the path of least resistance so we go a different route. What I did was what I knew how to do, which was work. You figure it out by going inside yourself. Because being a warrior takes a whole different mindset. That's what I'm gonna do. When I was a little tiny kid, you know, five, six, the only thing I can remember was wanting to be some kind of commando. There was no, there was not any question for me. I knew what I wanted to do. I never thought about quitting at any mm, moment in really? time. SEAL teams is, is going to war. That's what we do. You're lucky that you don't have to think like warriors think. You're very privileged. I chose this world to be a warrior, and I, would, and I would choose it again if I came back to this world. But the mentality of a warrior is very different than the normal mentality. You must be that person on that door, getting ready to open it, thinking to yourself, if I die, so be it. Because being a warrior takes a whole different mindset. And, and the fact of the matter is, Bullets don't have your name on it. Bullets say to whom it may concern. And the bullet doesn't care who you are. They don't care how much training you've had. They don't care how well prepared you are. And if it's your day, it's your day. And so I think once you get to a point where you recognize and accept the fact that you could, you could die, then you can move past that. 
It's a really high percentage of people that quit, but there's also people that fail. We have the ability to go in such a space. If you're willing to suffer, and I mean suffer, your brain and your body, once connected together, can do anything. When you're driven, whatever's in front of you will get destroyed. I was just a scared kid that found drive and passion to be something much better than what he thought he was. And that's why I talk about the warrior mentality. The only way you can go in that door is knowing there's a great chance you're gonna die. I worry about missing out on opportunities that I have because I got friends that will never get the chance to execute on opportunities because they didn't come home. And, and that's literally what I told my guys was we've, we've crossed the line and there's no, there's no possible way to replace or describe or overcome the amount of just heart-wrenching sadness that you feel when you lose a teammate. I didn't know what to do. And I didn't know what to say. First time, second time, third time. What I did was, and I told my guys, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to tell you. The only thing that I know to do is to go back to work. And I do know this, if Mark was here, he would want us to go back to work. And so we're gonna lock and load our weapons and we're gonna go do what we do. That's the reality of, of combat. When you see people in these hard situations, that's when human nature gets revealed. And the more you can understand human nature, the better leader you're gonna be. There's only one type of human being that can't improve as a leader, and that's the, that's the person that lacks humility. Because when someone lacks humility, you can't teach them. A leader has to be balanced. The older I get, the less I know. One of the things that I realize in the leadership position yeah. is that the words that you say matter, the actions you take matter. People are listening, people are watching, people are respecting or disrespecting you based on how you carry yourself. Relationships and trust are almost the same word, right? A relationship is something that we've built trust. Now you can have a bad relationship and what does that mean? That means there's no trust there. I don't trust you, we have a bad relationship. The way I build trust with people is I give them trust. That's how I build trust. I give it. I give trust to build trust. If I micromanage you and I don't let you make any decisions yourself, well, you're never going to step up and learn how to lead because you don't get to make any decisions for yourself. Would you rather win or be like? Well, I'm going to tell you those aren't opposites. The team that likes each other, they win. I'm trying to take the lessons that I was lucky enough to learn and get them to as many people as I can so they don't have to suffer through the same mistakes that I made. I mean, you're always gonna have regret. You, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with regret, That's good. you know, because there's there's not much that you can do about it. Yeah. So what, what the way I look at regret is what did I learn from it? What did I learn from whatever thing I'm looking at that I know I could have done a better job, could have done different. There's a million things like that, but I don't sit there and think about them all day long. What I think is like, hey, here's the lessons that I learned from them. I won't make those mistakes again and move forward. Every single day for me, it starts at you know, ground zero. I've got I've to go forward with an open mind, with a humble mind, looking at the world.
When somebody gives you feedback, you listen to it. Number one, you gotta be humble. And if you're not humble, you're not looking for feedback and you're not listening to it. No feedback, no improvement. Feedback is, is built upon being humble. Everything that I look at, I try and look at from a humble perspective. And if you don't do that, it's gonna mm. be a problem. If I'm looking down the sights of my weapon and I'm shooting, my world is this big. The minute that I stop shooting, point my weapon at high court, take a step back and actually look around, I can see infinitely more. Eventually you gotta start doing it. As a leader, you should be listening 98% of the time and talking 2% of the time. Mm -hmm. I'm the best ever. There's no one that can match me. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. They're gonna fear me. You have to be the champion before you become the champion, so that means lifestyle. You have to be him before you become him. You gotta be him before you become him. That's how it starts. You look at somebody, I wanna be like him. You don't say, hey, I'm a bad mother. I want to fight everybody out here. Nobody's going to kick my ass. You see somebody and say, hey, I might want to do that. Well, greatness is when you make your delusions your reality. Nothing's impossible for somebody who's going to try. If you're going to try, it's capable of being done. Well, you'd fight Tyson Fury. Hey, I'll fight a lion if the price is right. <laughs> My whole objective is your total surrender, your total domination. I'm going to destroy you. That's why Rogan said when he watched you, you were intimidating. Your rage is a very unique rage. Well, that's their fault to be intimidating. How you let somebody scare you for something you worked for? I respect a person who's willing to die for what he truly wants. Ali had the will to win like nobody that ever lived in boxing. Then he believed he projected to his opponent. Really, look at how did Ali beat George Foreman? How does Ali beat Sonny? Listen, how do you beat these guys? How did he even beat Joe Frazier? Fighting the way he fights. He beat them because he refused to lose. But we have to believe that we're divine and that we learn from our experience because confidence breeds success and success breeds confidence. They go hand in hand. You have to know who you are first. You know who you are. I know who I am. People say they're great all the time. You this, you that. Whatever they say, I, I know who I am. Without self-love, you're nothing. So self-love is discipline. And discipline is doing what you hate to do, but do it like you love it. I never wanted to be obscure. I was born in obscurity, and I never wanted to deal with that again. I'm invincible. I'm a savage. I'm ferocious. I'm the smartest savage. I knew I wasn't going to die before I became champ. When this is over, everybody's going to know my name. Did you ever fight somebody that you were like, that they got you? Was there ever a kid that got you or no? Absolutely. In order to be good, you have to lose it and understand loss. Because loss is life. Adversity make the strong stronger or the weak weaker. What happens next? So again, get arrested. And I see Muhammad Ali come to visit the institution that I'm in. 
You said you were in jail and Ali shows up? I'm 12 years old and Ali comes there and, he, and they showed the movie The Greatest first, so this is 77. And um, after the movie's over, the lights come up and Ali comes in. And I see him, I said, well, I want to be just like him. I don't know how it happened, the spirit hit me, boom, I want to be like him. And then I get transferred to this other facility, you know, for real bad kids. I met a gentleman there that was a boxer and he used to teach me how to box. So he took me to a great trainer named Customato and that's why I'm here. I respected Ali and I worshiped Ali. Yeah, this is the moment I knew I wanted to be a fighter. Unfreaking believable yeah. story. So your inspiration happened at 12 years old. Yeah. Then you meet Cus. Yes. How was Cus treating you? What um, was his way of leading you? This um, degree of just peeling all that dirt and stuff, that insecurity and um, developing into character. And um, that's why I had a wonderful time with him, because everything about, everything about his life was about me. And this world is one big school, and we're the students of this world. The mind is always hungry. And the mind wants to do good, but we get so many negative thoughts in our minds, almost overwhelming to be positive. Listen, I've been down and up, down and up, broken up, and why am I still here? Because life is going to give everybody a bad hand. No one's going to leave here without being tried in life. So inspiration. So is that what got you to be uh, willing to be disciplined to get what you want, like to become a champion? At 14 years old, I'm willing to Absolutely. do everything it takes to be a champion? Absolutely. And then I had Cuss over there telling me, why, why should he have it? That's one thing I never had in my life, because I always got picked on and I never had jealousy or enviness about anything. And Cuss possessed that, you know, and he was telling me, why should he have all that money and you don't? Why, why do you believe that he's better than you? Why do you think he should have all that money and you don't? And he was really serious about it. And that's what the competition sh that's it right there, breathing that stuff right in. Why should, why should he have it and he's not better than you? How did you handle that when he told you that at 14? Would it piss you off? Were you like, I'm gonna go train to whoop his ass and no, I, get there no. one day? What was, that, what was your response to it? He said one day, this guy knew how to really get in my head. He said, man, you're fighting good, but I wish you were bigger. He said, I wish you were like Kenny Norton or Mike Weaver because they had big bodies and they could intimidate somebody. And that hurt my feelings. I said, I'll make sure the whole world will be afraid of me. He trained me to be totally ferocious in the ring and out. Yeah, and that's what I was. That's what I was, yeah. Push yourself more. You push yourself when, when you sometimes you have to submit to yourself. I'm doing everything. And first thing in the morning, three in the morning, you do your four miles, come back here. Three in the morning? Yeah. Your four miles, come back in, do your body exercise and all that stuff. After that, I go after to eat breakfast, go to the school, come back from school, eat my dinner, I go back to the gym at six o'clock, train, come back at eight o'clock, um, watch fights, start all over again. 
Everybody here is going to fight for what they love for. Even if they never had a fist fight in their life, they're going to fight. Listen, once I'm involved in something, I want to know the beginning of it. I want to know where it came from, how it was started, who's the first guy that invented it. That's just how my mind works. How could these guys even dare fight me? How dare you even think that you could beat me? And you sound like a mathematician when you're talking about the art of boxing. I was born for it. There's nothing I would do unless I have um, a possibility of being humiliated. Because when I succeed, I truly succeed. I was bred to climb high and high into the sky and tumble down. I am truly grateful that I found my wings before I hit the ground. No one's good at everything. I mean, that's just not the way life works. What you know is very limited, and what you don't know is limitless. The man who led us to six Super Bowls. Those who stay will be champions. War number 12, the greatest of all time, right here in Tom Brady. If I want to be the best, I got to beat the best. Man, if I want to be good, I got I to gotta wake up in the morning, and I got to do the extra work, and I got to show up when other guys aren't, and I've got to learn, and I've got to continue to be open to learning but I had to take it to a new level that the other guys wouldn't. Nothing was given to me. So I'm gonna go out there and compete as hard as I can. And I'm gonna treat practice like a game. And I'm gonna gain the respect of my teammates every day through my work ethic. I'm gonna work hard in the weight room. I'm gonna work hard in the film room. I'm gonna work hard to be a good student. Whatever they ask me to do, that's what I'm gonna do to the best of my ability. I never once in my life ever said I wanted to be the best of all time. I'm just a story like everybody else. I wanted to be the best I could be, period. And I said, be proud of the man in the glass. Be proud of that man that wakes up every day and does the best he could do with his priorities. So we're all talented at certain things, but we can really continue to improve our weaknesses if we're humble enough to identify them and we can build on our strengths focus on what you can control focus on what you're getting not what anyone else is getting whenever you get an opportunity you take advantage of it. you treat it like it's the super bowl you treat it like it's game day go out there and treat practice like no one else does and you have an opportunity every day to surround yourself with people to help you grow you know, I always said we play for the name on the front of our jersey, was the Patriots or the Bucks, or and I play for the name on the back of the jersey, which was my family and the people that encouraged me. I was so blessed to have this discipline over a really long period of time. It was a lot of tough competition. But I was never, I would say, like a prodigy. You know, I wasn't like the kid where you see Tiger Woods swinging on the Johnny Carson show at two or three years old. And, you know, his swing looks as good as it did at three years old as it did, you know, as he, as he grew older. Or, you know, certain players that, ha that had this unbelievable uh, prodigy aspect to themselves. I, I saw myself as someone who probably had some other traits that maybe were hard to identify, but that were really sustainable over time, which was, I would say, work ethic and, and discipline.
there was this discipline that I had that even as 13, 14, 15 years old, where all these other boys were, I went to an all-boy school in the Bay Area, and I remember showing up my first day as freshman year. I didn't have much, you know, hair under my arms or anything like that. I was like, and these other kids came in shaving, and I'm like, what the hell is this? I didn't know how to put the pads on in my pants when I tried out for freshman football. I mean, I had never played until that point except in the streets. So these kids came out there. They had, you know, helmets and shoulder pads that they had worn for four years. I went on the field and I was like, I'm going to get killed out here. You know, and my freshman year, I didn't even play. I was the backup quarterback on a team that went 0-8. I couldn't get on the field and we never won a game anyway. I mean, it's one thing to be the starting quarterback and to lose. If they don't even think you're good enough to be a starting quarterback on a team that's 0-8, you must really suck. So naturally, I was like, oh, cool. I'll continue to, you know, work on my skill. A lot of it was even going into my second year in high school, there were workouts in the morning at 6 a.m. before school. And I was like, okay, I can, I can get up at 6 a.m. and I can go do these rope drills where you'd run through the rope. You see a lot of people do that. There were these hills that we would run up. And there was probably less than 10 people there, but I was probably one of the three that were there almost every single day to try to continue to push myself to grow in these maybe physical areas that I was really behind a lot of other people. And I went in there, I competed really hard my third year, and I lost the starting job to Brian Greasy. So I go into my fourth year and I was like, now's my time. I worked hard to compete my first three years. Going into my fourth year, I got a great opportunity to play. And they recruited a kid named Drew Henson. And I was like, the competition's relentless. At first I was looking at the guys ahead of me. Now I gotta be looking down at the guys behind me too. And going into my fourth year, my teammates named me team captain. And I won the starting job. We had a good year. We finished 10 and three, you know, beat everyone out. And then I showed up and Coach Carr says, well, you're going to compete with Drew Henson to be the starter going into your fifth year. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You want me to compete? That's what we're going to do. I competed really hard again in my fifth year. Took it to a new level. Thought about my conditioning, my strength. Thought about how I was doing my making my decisions off the field. I was starting to play really good. And I thought, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a chance. Coach Carr called me in and he said, well, Tom, this is what we're gonna do. You're gonna start. Drew, you're gonna play the second quarter. And I'm gonna decide at halftime who plays the rest of the year. Coach Carr said, the platoon's off. Tom's playing the rest of the year. We didn't lose a game the rest of the season. It was a tough battle for me. It was a tough go. It was tough in high school. It was really tough in college. So of course, now I'm going to the NFL draft. And I'm like, but all these pro coaches must have seen how good I was. Man, I'm gonna be a second round pick. Round one, two, and here we go. Sixth round, pick 199. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna make all those other teams pay. Like I said, I wasn't the prodigy. I learned about work ethic. I learned about resilience. I learned about gaining the trust and the respect of my teammates and coaches to name me captain. I learned about how to dig deep within myself a long way from home without a ton of support. 
I was so motivated to be the best I could be that it wasn't I wasn't motivated to be the starter. I wasn't motivated to win the Super Bowl. I just was motivated to give my best, do the best with the opportunity I got, and to never let my teammates down. All those experiences that we think are the hardest things in our life end up being the best experience in our life because if you approach it with humility and you look inward, they become the best opportunities for growth and learning. But most people could say, man, I want to exercise for one day. I want to be more hydrated for one day. Well, can you do it for a week? Well, that's more discipline, right? Can you do it for a month? That's more discipline. Can you do it for a year? That's even more discipline. How disciplined are you to maintain that routine over a period of time? And I think that will determine your level of success. Fame didn't motivate me. I didn't give it about any of it. I always took less money because I wanted a good team around me. I didn't care about going to all these different places and doing those things. I just wanted to, to be my best. I wanted to go out there and I, the team believed in me. I didn't want to let them down. If I want to be the best, I got to beat the best. This is a new year. This is a new dime. This is a new you. Make this the year where you just get started. The time is now. It's time. You have to dive in. You have to go after it. You have to start now. Success comes to those who want it most. It comes to those who are willing to push harder than the rest. And this could be the year. In fact, no, this will be the year where you become more by what you overcome. You just have to be all in. I need you to be all in. Do you want more in 2024? Put your mind first. All things are possible. This year, don't settle for good enough. This year, you've got to maximize every moment. It's time to step into it. Because every second of your life counts. This is my year that I give everything I have. Let's go for it. Give all or give nothing. Don't you get it? You owe it to yourself to actually try. That's why you have to be all in. The challenge that we all face is the challenge of choice. The hardest thing to do is to just get started because when we feel the resistance, the easiest thing to do is to make the choice to take the path of least resistance. Are you ready for more in 2024? Are you ready to show the world that you've only just got started, that the best is yet to come. But right now, you know what I want you to do? You know what I'm begging you to do? You know what I'm yelling at you to do? I want you to stop looking towards tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, and start looking towards where you need to be right now. Let this be the year that you keep every commitment that you make to yourself. If you say you're gonna get up at 5 a.m., do it. 
If you say you're going to work out, do it. If you say you're going to level up every area of your life, do it. Being all in means your days of playing small are over. If you're really all in, you can't just dip your toe in the water. You have to dive in. You must be willing to submerge yourself in the thing that you say you want. Now what do you do? You got the focus on right now. No excuses, no regrets, no fears. I need you to be all in. Cause see the resilient mindset knows it will fail and fall, but it stays the course because it knows losers give up, but champions give all. The victory is already yours. You just gotta claim it. You just gotta stake it. You just gotta bring it into life. And you cannot bring it into life if you're going halfway. Be all in. Look, a great life, it doesn't happen by chance. It happens by design. And the best way to design that is to just get started. You owe it to yourself to become who you dreamed of. Believe in yourself. Make the changes you need to make because you weren't born to be mediocre. Your gift is the pathway to lead you to next level greatness. Your gift is the pathway to lead you to next level living. Your gift is a pathway to lead you to a next level life. I believe in the power of my future. And as much as life has tried to amputate my spirit, I refuse to go down. The books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was afraid to take the first step. But that's not you. Because you made the choice that 2024, you were going to give more. 2024, you were going to dig deeper. 2024, you were going to be all in. 2024, you decided you would not fall in to the same trap that you fell into in the past. Be all in or be defeated. Be all in because your value, your worth is needed. Your value, your worth is necessary. And it's time for you to leave a mark on this world that's legendary. You're gonna have to be relentless. You're gonna have to talk yourself up. You're gonna have to 10X your efforts so that you can 10X your results. I'm focused on the present. I'm building my future. I'm pursuing my destiny. Don't tell me what you gonna do. Tell me you got it done. Step into your greatness. It's time for you to be in. It's never too late to start creating the life you always wanted. Don't wait for the perfect time. The perfect time will never come. There will always be some reason why you can't or shouldn't, but don't let that stop you. Otherwise, you'll be left with nothing more than a handful of excuses and an empty heart. So I'll say it again. You have to start now. You're in control of your own destiny. You can be whoever you want to be. You can accomplish anything you want to accomplish. 
You just have to be all in. You can't keep starting and stopping. You can't keep second guessing yourself. You've got to be committed to the process. And most of all, you've got to be committed to yourself because self-commitment is one of the most important commitments you can make. Let me tell you again, in case you didn't hear me the first time, be all in. Jump in the deep end and learn to swim. Jump off the cliff and build your wings on the way down. Put the pedal to the metal, all gas, no brakes. Success comes to those who make sacrifices. Those who sacrifice days out with their friends. Who sacrifice TV every night. Who sacrifice the drinking and the partying. Who sacrifice sleep so they can work harder towards their dreams. It's not just going to show up at your door. When you don't feel like showing up, that's when you've got to say, you know what? I'm committed to this. This is not the year that I play around with my life. This is not the year that I sit and wait for destiny to hunt me down. I will hunt everything down that belongs to me. Don't you want to feel what it's like to actually live? Feel what it's like to wake up with a smile on your face when you look in the mirror? This is the year where you decide to think greater than you feel. You decide to get better, better than you've ever been before. This is your moment to decide. Will you continue on living the life that you have lived? Or will you unlock your greatest potential? Interested people watch obsessed people change the world. Kobe Bryant was not interested in winning championships. He was obsessed. If you really have an obsession to figure it out, you will figure it out. Look in the mirror, motherfucker, is you versus you. An obsession comes in the small details that nobody pays attention to. Because our obsessions become our possessions. You hear this all the time, don't sweat the small stuff. The one percenters, the point oh one, they sweat every single detail. I'm obsessed with it, but winter bus. You obsess about most regular that you will eventually possess in your life. You have to be obsessive. You have to be obsessive. You have to be addicted. You have to be disciplined. The key there is you. Winning requires you to be different, and different scares people. It's never enough. Nothing great is going to come without you having to deal with adversity and pain tolerance. The price you will pay for not winning is infinitely greater than the price you will ever pay to win. It's everything, and it's in the details. If I can do it, why can't they? You gotta fight like hell. That if you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it. It's the ones that can fight, the ones that come back, those are the ones that succeed. Those are the icons. Paradise starts in hell. And if you simply go after that thing that you want. You're not born with greatness, you earn greatness. I don't care how you get there, the goal is to win.
period. Different scares people. And anytime anybody's told me I'm crazy, I've always thanked them for that. Because it gave me the ability to see and do things that other people can't do and acknowledge things that other people won't acknowledge. If you're obsessed with taking your business, your sport, whatever it is, to another level, stand up. You must be able to deal with pain. And the more understanding you have of what's causing you the pain and how you've dealt with it is going to determine how successful you will be in whatever you choose in life. It's on you. Your failure and your success is on you. I think the thing that people misunderstand about success is they're looking for the easiest way to get there. Look at the most successful people in the world. They're the most coachable. They have the least amount of doubt. They have the least amount of doubt. You usually have doubt because of what somebody else is going to think of you. So there are people that aren't going to see your vision. People didn't see Jeff Bezos' vision. People right. don't see Elon Musk. People don't see Kobe and Jordan's vision. And that's okay, but you've got to be willing to see it in yourself. Everyone's going to hit adversity. It's how you deal with that adversity. And the key word is you. Not letting somebody else deal with that adversity. You have to deal with that adversity. And how you deal with it. Are you going to fight through it? Or are you going to curl up and just roll over into the corner? People talk about this all the time. Losing builds character. Well, how much character do you need? Your dreams and thoughts better be so big that they better scare you. They better scare you. Because you're not thinking big enough that you don't want it. It has to be something that nobody else has thought about before or done before. The process it takes to be number one and stay at number one, you have no, you have, you have no idea. Very few people understand what winning and success does to an individual's mental health. Everybody wants to sit in your seat until they have to sit in your seat. But it takes a special individual, and there's very few people that can do that. I always say there's the most driven individuals. They live a life for many years and certain times without balance. Everybody strives for balance, balance, balance. And in order to be that obsessed with something over and over again, there is going to be times where things are going to be out of balance. It just is. You can't be the best at something and try to balance everything else around your life. You don't find balance, you create it. And it's different for every individual out there. The balance I've created may be completely different than the balance you, you've, cre you've created. 
and there's certain times in your life that the scales are definitely going to be weighing towards one side more than the other. In early part of Kobe's, Kobe's career, it was about basketball and winning, about basketball and winning. And towards the end of his career, it became less about winning. It was still about basketball, and it became more on spending time with the family. But you have to surround yourself with people. You have to surround yourself with people, with individuals that would be selfish for you. They understand your obsession. They understand your drive. They understand your attention to detail. Make sure you're all in. Your obligation to yourself to be the best, to achieve the highest level, has to be greater. The pressure you put on yourself has to exceed anybody else's pressure that puts on you. You gotta start winning. It's a mindset. Before you have an exceptional skill set, you have to have the right mindset. You have to have a great mindset. The stronger your mindset is, the greater your skill set is going to be. They gotta want it. It's what fuels you. What's fueling that desire? Individuals that can control it, harness it, acknowledge it, know how to use it. It takes them to a completely different level. You have to win with all of you. Everybody can handle pressure. You know what, most people decide not to. But why is it worth it? Because the results are so good. I get up at three because it's silent. It's easier to be focused when the environment is focused. Most of you wake up and you try to make money. Listen to me, if you would make you, money would come to you. Okay, you missed that whole thing I just said. If you would make you a better person, you'd make more money. Now, watch what I do. The way people spend their money or treat their money is how I treat my time. All right, let me explain what I mean to you. I make sure that every single day in that 24-hour period that I'm getting a whole bunch of wins. So I'm supposed to be doing this at this time, doing this at this time, doing this at this time, doing this at this time. The problem with most of you, you waking up and you worshiping money. Man, I was in the back with Cole. Cole was like, E, I got this opportunity for you. I got this opportunity. I got this opportunity. When you become number one, you have to chase opportunities. So I became number one. Not meaning I'm better than nobody else. It means I just mastered my craft to the point that I know what I do that don't nobody else do. I know that I have a way of doing in this industry what nobody else does and I've picked out in this industry, I've crafted out my own room. And your problem is you at 50% knocking on doors trying to get the result, somebody at 100%. And you wondering why it ain't working because while you're doing what they're doing, you're not, they are. So why do I put more emphasis on time than I put on money? Because they print money, they don't print time. So I'm gonna say it one more time. You are worshiping the thing that they make every day. They don't make time every day. Ain't nobody printing time. I, I ain't met them yet. I ain't met no billionaire. I ain't met no trillionaire. I ain't met no institution. I ain't met no company. I ain't met nobody printing money. 
So why are you spending more time on the thing they print every day than the thing, you know why? Because you're not developing and you're following other people. When you understand that the real thing is time and you ain't got a lot of it, you start focusing on your time and when you get your time right, money will come. Some people go to Dubai once every 10 years. I'm going every other month. Why? When you master yourself, you put yourself in a position that a lot of people can't do what you do and then you become rare and diamonds are rare. That's why they cost so much. If you would become rare, you just like everybody else. You look just like you act just like you just like everybody else. When you become you and you become rare, you become a... When you leave this room, you will take full ownership. And the reason why I say it's my fault, even when it's not my fault, because when I say it's your fault, I give you power. I give you control over my life. And I will never give another human control over my life. It's my fault. It's my problem. I'm coming up with the solution for it. Stop being average. Average people can't forgive. Average people can't let go. The greats, we do whatever it takes. Those who have a why can bear almost any high. How did I become number one in the world? Found out my wife had multiple sclerosis. They told my wife, listen to me, y'all. My wife's so beast mode. They told my wife she had MS and she's like, man. Then they told her she had to quit her job and she, tear came out of her. The doctor said, you don't have insurance? She said, yeah, I got insurance. She looked at her like, why are you crying if you got insurance? My wife's identity is in her waking up and working every day. She went to school to be a registered nurse. She went to school to do breast and cervical cancer. She didn't want to be at home. She didn't want to be no home wife. She literally went to school to be a nurse. She loves her job. But when they told her she had to quit, my wife's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I said, how much you make? She told me 5,000. I said, 5,000 times 12, so I'm going 60 times 30 years, how much? 1.8 million. I woke up every day hunting 1.8 million. I'm number one in the world, not because I'm a better speaker. I'm not number one in the world because I, I look the best, because I dress the best. I'm not number one because my, my, my enunciation is the best, because I use the best words, because I got the best sentence structure, because I come from the best background. I, got, I, made, I became number one because I woke up and I hunted down the 1.8 mil so my wife would never have to work again. If you're waking up every day and you want a Rolls Royce, you ain't about to beat me. If you're waking up for a Bentley, you ain't about to beat me. If you're waking up for a gold chain, you ain't about to beat me. If you woke up for a Rolex, you ain't about to beat me because you're going after material stuff. I'm going after my food. I'm going after my baby. I'm going after my high school sweetheart. I'm going after my kids so they can see their mama and their mama don't die. I'm making sure their mama don't get in a wheelchair if I can help you. If their mama don't lose her sight, if I can help it. If her mama don't lose her memory. So I start studying MS like I had. I start studying MS. Your problem is you're not studying this product like it, like your life bound on it. Like your life depend on it. You playing with this product. You know what? You like the people that work for me that want to check. And they never end up getting it. But the people who own, who work for my company, act like they own it. Wake up every single day making sure she don't have to go back to work. So watch this. I started studying and I found out two things. One is stress. So I had to take her out of a stressful situation. And then the other thing was vitamin D. And I literally, people say, bro, why you move to Southern California? Because my wife got it, man. I literally type what's the best place in the world for vitamin D. 
Southern California? What's the best temperature in the world in the United States of America? San Diego, California. It don't never, it don't go 99, 100, and then back down. It's right there. I said, San Diego, I'm hunting down. You're moving to San Diego. Why? I don't care about San Diego. My why, my wife. And the first year, last year, we were in San Diego. My wife said to me, when we moved back to Michigan, when the summer came, my wife said, you know something? I said, what? She said, I never took a nap in California. I said, what you mean by that? She said, the sun energized me, and I never needed to take a nap. You're going to come after me. The reason why most of you can't do what you do, you can keep getting knocked down, you keep quitting, because whatever your why is, it ain't stronger than the beat down you take. Whatever the beat down, whatever life is throwing at you, whatever punches is blowing, you, whatever's happening, it ain't that, it ain't deep enough for you to wake up. Like you getting punched and you feel that pain and you like, ain't no need to get up. No, and I feel you, you need to stay down. Cause life gonna beat you. You talking about making millions? Life gonna beat you down. You talking about making millions, multi-millions, billions? Life gonna beat you down. So, so when you feel the pain and you get knocked down, stay down. If you got a why that's deeper than your pain, every trial, every tribulation, I will my way through it. I don't care if it's cancer, I will my way through it. I don't care if it's MS, I will my way through it. I don't care if I'm struggling in school and I'm trying to get a degree, I will my way through it. I don't care if you fail the boards, go again. I don't care if you fail the law exam, go again, will your way through it. Some things you can skill yourself through, some stuff you gotta will your way through. Without a vision, there's no direction. Without direction, there's no progress. Reason why you're struggling getting up because you don't have nothing to get up for. Sometimes I gotta look myself in the mirror and ask myself, is that all you got? Come on, you're prepared, you're conditioned, you've been beaten, you've been battered, you've been broken, you've been left for dead, but there's more because you're breathing and you feel it. So if you can feel it, you can push it, so push past. The truth of the matter is, that's not all you have. There's more left in you. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. I know you've been brought to tears. All the blood, all the sweat, all the sacrifice, all of the suffering. I know you want to quit right now, but this is not the time to let go. This is not the time to doubt. This is not the time to quit. Keep going. Use it to your advantage. See the pain as a stage. See the pain as a plane. See the pain as an opportunity. You gave me an opportunity to reinvent myself. You gave me an opportunity to come out of my grave that you put me in. You left me for dead. I'm coming out alive. I'm coming out kicking. I'm coming out swinging. You left me and thought I wouldn't overcome. You forgot about me. You let go and thought I couldn't survive it, but I'm here. It's not always about people. Sometimes life, oftentimes, most of the times, life will bloody your nose. Life will leave you in a cardiac arrest. Life will leave you in an accident. Life will knock you upside your head and dare you to get back up again. Use the pain, because there's more left. I'm talking to that person in the hospital bed. I'm talking to that person that lost their mother. I'm talking to that person that lost their father. I'm talking to that person 
who didn't get picked on the team. I'm talking to that stay-at-home mom. I'm talking to the future engineer. I'm talking to that future entrepreneur, that hustler. I'm talking to that person who's been called to do something nobody's done in their family. I know you're going through an unprecedented amount of pain, but you can press through it. If you can feel it, you can lift it. The time is now to do what's never been done. Use the pain! Use the pain! Use the pain! So I hear the crowds calling. And even if they're silent, I will call myself. Why is it that we go through life and we feel like we can live without pain, that we can avoid pain, that we can go under it or go around it. Pain is like pressure. And without pressure, there is no diamond. And I'm just wondering if there's anybody out there that's listening to me that is sick and tired of complaining about the pain. I don't make enough. They didn't believe in me. They weren't there. They didn't see it. They didn't pick me. I didn't get the raise. I didn't get the promotion. She walked out on me. He abused me. My kids are ignoring me. My teenagers are driving me crazy. I'm just wondering if there's anybody that want to stop complaining about it and is going to use it to your advantage. Imagine if you could use pain as a fuel. Imagine if you could use the pain as a passport. Imagine if you could use the pain to push you, to condition you, to prepare you for the stages and the rooms you've got to walk into and the tables you've got to sit at and the stages you have to stand on. What if the pain can make you better? What if the pain could build muscle? What if the pain could cause you to reach higher, to leap farther, to run faster? What if the pain could help you? What if all pain isn't hurt, but it's help? Because you wouldn't have prayed like you pray had you not been hurt. You wouldn't love like you love had you not been hurt because you know what it's like to hate somebody. So you refuse to go down that path. Use the pain. A musician plays his instrument, play pain, play it. When pain shows up at your door, when people try to inject it, inflict it, use it to your advantage. Oftentimes, it feels like it is impossible, an insurmountable feat to get past the beating. But as long as I can feel it, I'm not in a state of paralysis. If you can feel it, you can move it. I can feel this. I can move this. I'm not paralyzed. I can feel this. It's heavy, but it's got to get out of my way. When life throws you away, lift it. Ah, ah. I'm not complaining because life got heavier. I'm celebrating because I'm getting stronger. Let's go! Use the pain! Your perspective is everything. You gotta see this thing differently. You gotta find a mirror and see this thing differently. And I gotta speak these affirmations and I have to believe. I have to believe, even if I'm bleeding, even if I'm broken. I have to believe that this came to help me, not hurt me. It made me better. I'm not bitter. I'm wiser. I'm conditioned now. I see this thing differently now. 
I'm able to move and navigate and breathe different and talk different and walk different and build differently. I'm not building out of anger and revenge. I'm building from a place of abundance. Pain is inevitable and it is unavoidable. You cannot live without pain. And how you navigate that pain will determine how you propel into your purpose. Use the pain, use the pain to push you into a place of abundance. Use the pain to push you into a place where your very existence is life-giving. Use the pain, not for revenge, but for fulfillment. I, I don't want you to die because you wanted me to die. I don't hate you because you hate me. I don't want you, I don't want you to lose everything even though you took everything from me. I want everybody to win. If you can hear my voice, I want you to win. I'm talking to people that have lied on me. I'm talking to the people that have given up on me. I'm talking to the people that have walked out on me after I gave you everything. I'm talking to you. I want you to win. I want everybody to win. That's how you know you've used the pain. Not to inflict pain, but you've converted that pain into fuel. And so there needs to be a conversation on the inside of you about conversion convert the pain into fuel not payback payback is for punks i don't need you to hurt like you hurt me i want you to win because i want to be better i gotta be bigger i gotta be the better human being i gotta be the one who is existing that's life-giving i gotta be the one that can do better i gotta be the one that after you knock me off of the mountain after you push me off of the hill after you drag me off the staircase i was climbing after i wiped the blood out of my eyes and spit up whatever i need to spit up and cough up whatever i need to cough up i'm coming back to help you i need everybody to win Pain is inevitable and it is unavoidable. The question is, can you leave where you've been? Can you close the gap between pain and promise? So it's time to come face to face with pain. Look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, how much more can you take? Ask yourself the question, is this all you got? The more you run and the more you lift and the more you train and the more you dance and the more you sing and the more you advance into the beauty, the brilliance of your future, the more that you move forward and you advance and you do it for your mother, you do it for your father, you do it for the one that believed in you, you do it for God himself who put you on this planet to make an impact and leave a legacy. Ask the pain one question, is this all you have? Is this all you got? Well, I'm lifting these weights. I know it hurts, but ask that dumbbell. Is that all you got? Ask that trumpet. Is that all you got? When you're in rehearsal, when you're practicing again, when you're beating on your crab, ask yourself, is this all you got? Self, I got more in me. You thought you were empty, but you had a quarter tank. Some of you had half a tank. Some of you had three quarters of a tank. There's more in you. My content creators, my entrepreneurs, my musicians, come on, my keynote speakers, my captains of industries, my CEOs, from the captain to the cashier, there is more in you. It hurts when we hit the, the gym. It hurts when we're lifting these weights and we're trying to accomplish a goal. It hurts, it's painful, it's daunting, it's 
cumbersome. I don't want to do it. I'm sweating. I'm, I'm bleeding. I'm crying. I'm suffering. But after I've suffered, there is a reward. Stay-at-home father, stay-at-home mother, lawyer, doctor, hygienist, author. I don't know who you are, where you're from, but there's more in you. You may be hurting. You may be dying on the inside, but you still got life left. You gave them everything you had, and they left you for dead. I know what that feels like. To be left for dead after you gave everything you had. I know what it feels like. You give and you pour and you sow and you believe and you give them everything you have and they leave you for dead. And you are either going to lie in a state of paralysis or feel the pain. The truth of the matter is if you can feel it, you still got life left in you. Close the gap between pain and promise. The gap is closing. The gap is closing. The gap is closing. The gap is closing today. Use the pain! Use the pain! Use the pain! My dreams don't live down there. That's what my granddad used to tell me. When I used to walk in those projects, I looked down and see throwing pipes. I'll see bullets. I'll see bloodstains. But when I looked in the sky, I saw my dreams. I saw my opportunity. When I would go to school, they would tell me I was too dumb. They told me I'd be like my father, like my family, selling dope or going to the penitentiary. Never seeing what the real world would be. See, I was a kid that couldn't read till I was 16. But my dream was bigger than my reality. I'm telling you, young king, keep fighting. Because your life depends on it. Just like when you get hit with that bullet. And your boys are telling you, don't stop breathing. Don't stop fighting. You still got life to live. Because if you lay there in your pool of blood, you're going to die there. Young King, learn how to fight for your purpose and not the money. Learn how to rise to the occasion for your life. Learn how to save your family without destroying your life. Because growing up in the trenches, sometimes we only got the choice to sell dope. We only got the choice to rob and steal. But I need you to know, young king, that you have the capability to change your life if you change your mindset, if you transform your nightmares into heaven. You see, young king, as you set those projects, nobody's gonna come knock on your door and tell you to come with me. It's your job to rise like the phoenix and show the world what you have to offer. You see the best gifts, they come from the bottom. 
Just like we used to open that cereal box as a kid. That gift was at the bottom. Your dream was at the bottom. The moment that your life will change is when you embrace the bottom. And understand that it's going to take every inch of blood and strength to get you to that next level. To move you from that Volvo to a Ferrari. To turn that project building into a mansion. Young King, go get it. You can make it. You can make it. You see, the reason I know you can make it is because I made it. From burying my mother to a heroin overdose, to my father being murdered on Christmas morning, I didn't think I could make it. But what I realized is, is when these individuals leave us, sometimes they never died, they rested in us. They give us the opportunity to live the rest of their life and ours for them. You see, one thing I can tell you about pain, ladies and gentlemen, that it will make you believe that you are less than what God created you to be. But what if I told you these are nothing more than emotions? Emotions from your past trauma. Emotions from your past pain. Emotions from that scarred child. And as we go through life, we start to transform into a human being that's not really us. It's the human being that was hurt. It was the human being that grew up in chaos in his or her home. It's the little girl that was molested, taken advantage of, and nobody ever told her that she was beautiful. Nobody ever told her that it wasn't her fault. And I wish I was there to tell my mother that beautiful queen that was molested so she used drugs to cover the pain. But what made her so amazing it's her ability to get up and be a mother every day. It was her ability to tell me, Will, you're not dumb. The most high just gave you a gift that you ain't gonna never understand. I'm telling you, young king, you need to keep fighting because your life depends on it. It's your job to rise like the phoenix. I'm here to stay. I'm here to fight 
I'm here to win. Others may quit, but not me. Not today. Not tomorrow. I'm going to be king one day. You can make it. Because I did. Who are you on those days when all hell's broke loose? Your body's f***ed up. You're sore. You're depressed. You're miserable. You might be falling behind in life. Who are you on those days when shit's all f***ed up? That's the great divide. Those people who get up on those days when everything's f***ed up and still grind? That's the separator right there. Dreams don't stop people with. And then you have the nerve to think or to ask yourself why you're not successful. And you see it happen every day. On Monday morning, somebody's going to get up and they're going to hand in their resignation going to a new job. On Monday morning, somebody's going to get up lifting more than you. On Monday morning, somebody's going to get up running faster than you. On Monday morning, somebody's going to get up with their name higher than the draft than you. On Monday morning, somebody's going to be getting that scholarship that you could have got. Guess what? On Monday morning, somebody's going to get up rippling to take that test while you worry. Why? There's no difference between them and you. They're not faster, they're not smarter, they're not stronger, they're not better. They just don't quit. You won't outgrind me. I'll get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and do videos. I'll do a video at 3 o'clock. I'll do a video at 2 o'clock. I'm putting out so much doggone content, they can't keep up. They smarter than me. They better than me. I, I admit, I got a GED. I ain't the smartest person in the world. But I get up and do this for DD. You do the work now, do the work now, and all of this shit that you could ever want to do for your family, your kids, your loved ones, it's all going to be on a whole nother stratosphere. It's a mindset thing you in right now. It's a mindset thing. Because your challenge, your challenge ain't moving. Your mountain is not moving. You don't feel like you're making any progress. You're not physically moving when you see everything else around you and other people around you moving. You're not making progress. You're in the test of your will right now because life says it has a little more test for you. Why are you out there practicing in the hot sun when ain't nobody else out there? Because I'm trying to get it. Why are you not clubbing? Like every time I text you and invite you to go do something fun and cool, you always studying. Because I'm trying to get it. The push itself, the fight, you get up and swing and miss, that's progress. You get up and you run at, at what you want with everything you got and you miss, that's progress. The effort of making the attempt is progress. If you feel that you are not in a position to do it, then why show up in the first place? Listen to me, all roads to success, you gotta go through pain. They, they all, success, when you travel down success, you gotta go through the road of pain, baby. I told you before, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Forget about it. If you think it's gonna be easy, if you think you're just gonna get that business started without any trials or tribulations, forget about it. 
You had a baby when you were in college. If you think it's going to be easy to graduate with a child, you got to work eight hours a day. You got to go to school. You think it's going to be easy. Forget about it. All right, don't even try to be successful. It's a wrap. It's not going to be easy, but I want you to feel that pain going through your body. And as pain leaves your body, guess what's going to take its place? Success. Are you prepared to push? Are you prepared to work? Are you prepared to dig? You got to fight. You got to push. You got to give everything you have. Because I tell you this. Weakness won't save you. All you need is the power, the strength, and the tenacity to give it everything you got. You gotta stick that shit out, man. It's another level to this shit, man. It's no different because we've messed up, because you fell off the wagon, you've been on alcohol and drugs, and you gave up on life, and you dropped out, or you've been to jail one time, two times, three times, and you really want your dream to happen, and you're putting in your work, and nothing's happening yet. I promise you, if you keep pushing, if you keep giving me all your effort, it will happen. It must happen. It can't do anything but move. You can do anything but make progress. But I want you all to understand in saying that word that you all, you all have to stop getting caught up in movement as progress. For some of us, the action of making progress is progress. It's time to stay focused. It's time to decide clubs, partying, trying to fit in and socialize rub elbows with everybody so people can stop calling you weird why are you so anti-social because i'm trying to get it it takes grit passion and determination to get to the level of where you want to be you will not outgrind me you won't outgrind me you can be smarter than me you won't outgrind me but you got to understand the difference between levels and going beyond them you can't stay in one place and expect to get to the next place. You can't look at the sky because beyond the sky, there's a great big universe. Now what are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna have the same amount of time, the same advantage, no excuse. They're not gonna have an hour more than me. They're not gonna have six hours extra than me. I'm gonna grind just as long and I'm gonna grind longer and I'm gonna prepare myself to be successful. Why? One reason. I don't quit. I don't prepare myself in the mindset to quit. And if you don't understand this right now, that you're gonna have to push harder, you're gonna have to fight longer, you're gonna have to get in with everything you got, you're gonna have to give up more, you're gonna have to not be lazy, you're gonna have to not listen to that old you. Change your mindset. Change how you see pain. I want you to welcome it. You heard me say it before. How comfortable can you be with being uncomfortable? It is up to you to get the most of everything that you worked so hard for. Understand this and listen to me clearly. You may forget this face, you may forget this voice, you may forget who told you, but get your pads out. Don't ever forget these words that I'm about to tell you. If you want to be great in this life, you only have one choice, gentlemen. You only have one choice. You can make choices that just get you remembered, or you can make choices that ultimately make you a legend. 
you to struggle. I want you to hurt. I want you to bleed. I want you to fight. Because this is that time. Stay on that basketball court. Stay on that football field. It's grind season, homie. It's not about today. It's about the future. Do you have the strength and the wisdom to push forward? It's difficult for many of us. It's hard to let go when you work so hard to get what you have gotten along the way. But here we are. We must understand within ourselves that every challenge requires focus, requires faith, requires dedication and discipline. There's no reason for you to be down on yourself. There's no reason for you to feel sad about yourself. In reality, we are so much more. So keep looking up and know there are going to be many days that you will have to face things that are not going to be what you want it to be. There are going to be many days when you just don't feel you have the strength to carry on. There are going to be many days when you just want to give up. But you know that you cannot. All you want to do is complain about it. Crying about it. Wondering about it. Hoping that somebody will jump on that misery train with you and take a ride. And all you got to do is just say, not today. Complaining? Nah. I'm planning. I'm planning for the attack. I'm planning to do better. I'm planning to go up. Planning to do what's right for me. This is another chapter in your life. This is another testimony that you will share. That you will let others know that yes, I've been knocked down, but when I got down, I knew what I had to do to get back up again. I had to believe. I had to have faith. And I had to trust again. Let it be known that you are the best. And the best knows, believes, and trusts that they will get up again. This is the time to understand what you are dealing with, what you are facing, what you must do to move forward again and do you you can't change people you can't make people do what you want them to do everybody's not gonna listen to you 
Everybody doesn't want what you want. So we can complain all we want. Sometimes we just gotta stay in our lane and go our own way. But as long as you have a beating heart and your lungs are functioning and your eyes are open, you will get back up again. You will press on and you will live strong and you will fight until there's nothing else left to fight for and just keep it moving your business it's work your life it's work your purpose it's work escape find a place that no one else can find you be the best of yourself and never give up. Find a place within yourself that no one else can touch. Find a place of peace and harmony. Be able to recognize your purpose. Be able to believe once again in you. When no one else believes in you, be the person that believes in you yourself. No one deserves to take that happiness from you. Don't give people that much power. Don't give negative energy that much power. The best never quits. The best knows how to get back up and rise again the best doesn't stay on the ground for too long because the best understands that even though you're down you must have the capabilities to get up work effort purpose will this is what is needed this is how you get through it. But if you got a bunch of negative noise surrounding you, if you got a bunch of negative things happening around you, you'll never be able to see the promised land. You'll never be able to see the truth within yourself. Something knocked you down. Something held you back. Why did this happen? Was it supposed to happen? Why did you have to go through this particular fallback when you work so hard? Well, I'm here to let you know the best. Sometimes they do fall. But as long as you have a beating heart and your lungs are functioning, and your eyes are open you will get back up again believe in yourself work towards the greatness that you have within you look up and see your true potential see what you are capable of know what you are capable of 
Fight for what you are capable of. This is the fight of your life. And you have to work. You have to trust it. You have to stand on it. You will not bow down. You will not give up. You will work. You will push. And you will give everything that you have. For today and for the rest of your life. Be productive, be strong, and from the bottom of my heart, conduct your business. So money doesn't bring you happiness. It's never made me happy. I don't measure happy. What do you measure? Uh, I measure accomplishments, I measure targets, I measure, you know, who, who I'm helping, things that I can actually physically measure. You know, the reality is most of us don't dream big. Mm. You got the mindset, are you looking? Are you paying attention? You can do it, bro. You, you got to give something up. It's not you have to add something, you always have to give something up. Really? I have. I've never been able to go from here to there and not give up something. They got me here. If you're going to go from zero to a millionaire, when you get to a millionaire, you, if you want to go to the next level, you want to go to 10 million, you will have to give up the millionaire life. That's why I said I got to hold myself accountable to the goal. But I'm going to have to keep reselling myself on this goal. People want to create wealth for themselves. It's not just money, it's people. It's not how much money I have. I mean, we all know about the, the wealthy person that, that has no friends. He's on a yacht by himself. And that, that's not wealth, right? It's just a bunch of money and material collections. To me, there's no way to create real wealth by just going inside and got to go out. I got to add people. How do you get people to know who you are? I say almost yes to almost everything. Why do you say yes to everything? Because, because it connects me to another person. I need people to get to know who I am. I'm going to become somebody. I want to contribute more. I don't think about, I want to be more happy. I'm not thinking about joy. I'm not thinking about contentment. I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about action. I want the action. I want the grind. I want the possibility. I want legacy. I'm trying to figure out how to extend a hundred years. How could Grant Cardone still be relevant in 21, 23? Do I want more happiness? Dude, I want more time is what I want. And I want more health. Would time and health bring you more happiness? As long as I have people around me that I want to be around. I don't like being around people that don't do stuff. I don't like people that talk about doing something and don't. I don't like being around people that can't pay bills and can't throw in and can't contribute. Because I know they can most of the people watching right now, everything you have budgeted for in your life, you can pay for. It's the things you didn't budget for, the big dream. But everything else, you got covered. Everything people pay attention to. House note, car note, electric bill, water bill, basics. Everything gets covered. What if you just added a whole bunch of other stuff to the list? What if we were all brought up to say, hey, we're going to cover all this stuff? people will be even more productive. What would you say are the top three ways 
the best way is to multiply money then. Get rid of it. You got to get rid of it. First, you got to make it. I mean, I got to collect it. I got to collect some. Then I got to figure out, okay, this pays for this basic living. Everything above that, don't spend any more money. Like the rest of it, if this is four grand and I make seven, the entire three has got to go into investments. Every month. Every single month. At some point, you got to quit being a saver. You got to start being an investor. This is what we should have been taught in school, man. This is what we should have been taught as kids. Like, how do I do money? You do it with time. Okay, you don't do it with a job. You're not going to get you're not going to get eight hundred twenty three thousand dollars a year at a job. There's no job that's going to hire you and pay you eight twenty three without you having to go back to college and spend time and invest money. Mm. Just doesn't work like that. What do you think people in the middle class are doing that they should shift in their mindset in order to start getting out of that? Well, you don't borrow money to go to college. Why would you trade five or six or seven years of the income? Time is money. So I wouldn't go to college. I would never buy a home. I would never put debt on a home. If I bought a home, I wouldn't put debt on it. And these are nevers for me on the come up. On the come up, yeah. On the come up. Once this, you have the cash. Dude, once you're, 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 if you're wealthy and you want to go buy homes and you know, buy yachts and stuff, go do whatever you want to do. But, but on the come up, uh, you would never spend your income. You would never spend primary income on improving the quality of your life. You would only invest and that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. Like Sabrina's, I let her pay all the bills. I've been doing this since she was probably six. You pay the bill. We don't give them an allowance. I don't really? think any kid should be given an allowance. Interesting. Why not? Yeah. If they want money, they become an employee of the company. They work for the company. We give them a series of things to do. We pay them once a year. Okay. We give them a big check at the beginning of the year. That money goes into Cardone Capital. Wow. And they live off the distributions. Come on. Sometimes they'll get a bonus for doing extra stuff. But they don't get the money. They never get the money. It's invested and they get that the distribution. That money is invested, they get the distributions. They will create wealth over the next 10 years. But it'll be their own wealth. It's not something I gave them. If you could only teach your kids three lessons about money, yeah. what would those lessons be? people number one meet meet people no one's a stranger it's a, it, the money's a people game two once you get it don't lose it and number three um invest in things where you can never lose your capital now the person watching this she's a waitress and she's got two kids at home she's like i'm never gonna make 800 it's because you already gave up on the idea like you know you never you never said that's the target and you keep thinking you got to wait tables and you, you quit already. How many, how many people are in debt in America? 40% of people that make a million dollars a year still are living paycheck to paycheck. 60%? 40%. But that, that's not because of inflation. That's because they spent money they shouldn't have spent. They thought they were entitled to because they're millionaires. They live above their means. They live above their investments, not their means. How can we shift the relationship to money that we have so we can have a better experience emotionally and spiritually about money. Anything you're hiding, you're going to have problems with. The secret keeps you sick. First thing I look at every day is my money. I have a great relationship with my money. 
I'm not just going to think about it. I'm going to be somebody today. I'm going to grow into who I should be. What I've done already is impossible. From where you came from and all and these from things. From where I yeah. came from, I should be dead. I should have been dead at 25 years old. Or in jail. Messed up forever. You know, instead I became this guy. And I, and I mean, I'm grateful. And I had, I don't know that I had any breaks. I don't, when people say, oh, you had luck, I'm like. You grinded. Right. I've been grinding. And I'm proud of the grind. But I wanted to turn into something more than money. I'm going to feel good about a lot of places I go to and a lot of people I meet. Because I made more contributions than I didn't. I, I gave more than I took. Pain is inevitable. Pain is unavoidable. We can't live without pain. How much pain can you endure? Are you willing to use your pain? Sometimes pain can be your friend. And sometimes pain can be your enemy. There will always be pain. There will always be betrayal. There will always be somebody that doubts you. Somebody that overlooks you. Somebody that underpays you. Somebody that undervalues you. Somebody that talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk. Somebody that's with you but not for you. We're always going to experience pain. You just got to understand how to use pain to your advantage. You've been through too much to retreat. Don't run from the discomfort. Lean into it, feel it, and remind yourself that it is only temporary. Pain can lift you up even when you're feeling down. Pain will remind you that you are still alive. Pain will push you beyond your threshold. Pain is just doing its job. So use it, because it's always gonna be there. There will always be a measure of pain in your life. In order for things to change, you've got to be willing to get up and do something. You don't have to be perfect but you've got to make a move. Pain is an indicator light that lets you know that you need to take action on something. See, we're talking about the game. We're talking about growing. We're talking about suffering so that you can go further. The choice is yours. Use the pain to your advantage. Pain doesn't mean you're finished. Your pain is trying to get you to get up. See, there's the physical pain. There's the mental pain. In fact, there's even the spiritual pain. It could be a painful day emotionally. It could be a painful day relationally. It could be a painful day financially. Are you gonna complain? Or are you gonna use it to your advantage? Your pain is calling you to a higher level of thinking and a higher level of performing. We have to come to a conclusion and know you got to hurt so you can grow. 
It hurts when we hit in the gym. It hurts when we lifting these weights and we're trying to accomplish a goal. It hurts. It's painful. It's daunting. It's cumbersome. I don't want to do it. I'm sweating. I'm I'm bleeding. I'm crying. I'm suffering. But after I've suffered, there is a reward. For those that are fighting and battling with mental stress, let me remind you, if it did not make you, it can never break you. You got to know how to rise above it. You got to know how to endure. You got to know how to fight for it. And that pain, there's never a day off. Maybe this pain wasn't my enemy. Maybe this pain was building me up even through the hardship. So instead of a temporary fix, I'm challenging you to use your pain as fuel so that you can begin to design the life you want. You see, you can't build muscle without discomfort. You can't build a business without experiencing challenges, rejection. You can't get a strong and fit body by just laying around and eating whatever you want to eat. No, in order to get there, you have to experience the pain of discipline. Imagine if you could use pain as a fuel. Imagine if you could use the pain as a passport. Imagine if you could use the pain to push you, to condition you, to prepare you for the stages and the rooms you've got to walk into and the tables you've got to sit at and the stages you have to stand on. What if the pain could make you better? What if the pain could build muscle? What if the pain could cause you to reach higher, to leap farther, to run faster? What if the pain could help you? What if all pain isn't hurt, but it's help? I'm going to use the lessons I've learned to my advantage. Let pain serve its purpose. Use the pain. You're not supposed to go through life without a struggle. You're not supposed to go through life without some kind of a setback. Throughout the course of your life, you will build on it. And you will grow from it. If you really want to grow, you've got to be willing to admit when you are the issue. There were times when I was ready to give up, but I pushed through the pain and I made it. And that means that you can make it too. Just like you made it through your last storm, you're going to make it through this one. Dry those tears and get back to work. Dry those tears and get back to your mission. When pain shows up at your door, when people try to inject it, inflict it, use it to your advantage. I'm not complaining because life got heavier. I'm celebrating because I'm getting stronger. Let's go! Use the pain!
time is not up yet. Your time is right now. Your time is at this moment. And through the pain, you must rise up again. But as long as I can feel it, I'm not in a state of paralysis. If you can feel it, you can move it. I know you're tired. I know you're weary. All the blood, all the sweat, all of the suffering. I know you want to quit right now, but this is not the time to let go. What are you going to do with your pain? Keep going. Use it to your advantage. If you don't have self-confidence, here's what you have. You have a really bad reputation with yourself. You have built a habit of not keeping the promises you make to yourself. We've all heard this before. You need to believe and know that your one decision, one relationship, one meeting, one book, one thought, one something away from a completely different life. Here's how I built what I would call almost superhuman confidence in spite of my insecurity. Think about that. Superhuman confidence in spite of my insecurity. It's an effort play. If you don't have self-confidence, you've never kept the promises you make to yourself. Check that box. If you have self-confidence, you've started to keep the promises you make to yourself. If you want to have superhuman self-confidence, you keep the promises you make to yourself and one more. So if I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out, I'm going to do 10 reps in the gym, I do one more. If I'm going to do 45 minutes on the treadmill, I do one more. If I want to make 10 contacts in a day, I do that and one more. If I'm going to tell my daughter I love her every day, I'm going to do that and one more. Because in life, we don't get our goals, we get our standards long term. And so if your standard is one more, starts, what starts to happen is you go, I'm willing to do things other people aren't willing to do. And I combine that, that I have great faith, great associations, and I intend to help people. This is a formula to build wonderful self-confidence and never lack humility when you have it. Never link your confidence to your ability. If it's predicated on your abilities or your achievements, you're always gonna be chasing it. But if you link your confidence to your intentions, mm. man, do you have beautiful intentions. And that is something I knew about me. I know I have a good heart. And all of us, we run around carrying these bags of, I'm not qualified because I made this mistake. I had this bankruptcy. This relationship didn't work. I did this thing you don't know about. I'm so ashamed of. And that's why you're qualified. That's the thing that qualifies you. Yeah. The humanness in you. You are the only human being with your combination of gifts that you were given, whatever they are, and your experience. Mm -hmm. And real human beings help real human beings by being vulnerable and yeah. transparent, saying, I know where you are. I've messed up worse. I've made greater mistakes. I felt worse. I know that depression. I know that anxiety. I know that shame. I know what that feels like. You're one away. One relationship, one meaning, one person, one thought away from changing your life. So how do we let go of the past? Well, we have to create a compelling future. In other words, you're not going to let go of one thing until you've grabbed onto the uh, next. So you have to create a new future. You have to create a future. And by the way, it's okay that you don't believe all of it initially, as long as it becomes repetitive and we begin to take steps towards it, right? So it's, it's it, mm -hmm. for me, I still have stuff from my past. There's still a little part of me that doesn't want to be broke. There's yeah, still yeah. a little bit of fear. It's only, I've, but you're you, not broke. Yeah, but, but you've interviewed some of the most <laughs> successful actors and entertainers, so have I. And you get them privately, and sometimes yeah. on your show they go, 
you afraid it's going to go away? They go, yeah, I am. That's why I work so hard. So there's an element of that that's okay. Mm -hmm. It's creating this vision for your life that's compelling. Can you survive the temporary? And if you can survive the temporary, it says on the other side of temporary pain, you get introduced to your other self. And that other self produces that other life. Uh -huh. And so here's what happens for most of us. We think everything's permanent. And because we think it's permanent, we make permanent decisions based on temporary conditions. Even our bodies, other than our souls, are temporary. But if your body isn't permanent, your problem isn't, your pain isn't, you need to create a different relationship with pain in your life. For most people, their relationship with the pain and the inconvenience is to avoid it. Avoid as so much if you could be, Yeah, but if you could say to yourself, on the other side of this is this other self. The hardest working you've ever been, the most crazy focus you've ever been, was the happiest you've ever been in your life. And the truth of the matter is that most of you don't understand the effort, the time, the focus, the obsessiveness that's required to do something great with your life. But you have to get great and you have to be intentional. You have to be obsessive. Yeah. I know what you put into this. I know what the time is. I know what the relentless pace is. I know what the focus is. I know what you think about. I know this has to be something that's just infectious. And when people get around you, it emanates and there's an energy and there's like, this person's just going to will this to happen. Right. I think just most people dramatically underestimate the amount of obsessive, crazy, relentless focus it takes to be great at something. Yes. And then they go, well, I don't want to be that out of balance or control. Then you don't want to be great. My default personality is uh, insecure. Even today? Even today. Come on. Very much. Really? Very much. How so is my, that default? You wake up and you say, uh, I'm a nobody or what? What's the, um, what's the I story? lack this. I'm fooling everybody. Really? They, if they really knew, you know, I've always tried to disqualify myself. I was bullied as a kid. My dad was an alcoholic. I wasn't a real big guy. Um, I disqualify myself because, you know, the truth is that maybe for a while, everything that I got that was loved when I was a child only came when I achieved something. I wasn't good in school. The only thing I was good at was sports. So my default is tons of insecurity. I love to beat myself up with mistakes I've made. I did this, I did that. I should have done this, I didn't do that. And I've always thought these mistakes, these weaknesses of mine, disqualify me from being happy or helping people. The confidence part is the thing I'm always going to have to work on. Even today, even with all the success and the you know the massive show and the big businesses and all the homes and everything that people see, yeah. What yeah. else do you need though to feel more confident? I don't need other things. It's an internal game. The the stuff is really fleeting and temporary. So I, it's not stuff. What needs to happen for me is that I'm most confident when I'm living in my intention, which is to serve. Like, that's a beautiful expression of a man. A real man is capable of real love. Yeah. That's a sign of real strength. And what we do is we gravitate towards the familiar emotions in our life, even if they're not ones that serve us. And I don't think there's negative or positive emotions. I say this in the book. There just are. Yes. Fear isn't negative. It, fear in abundance is negative. Some frustration, some anger is appropriate. It's to the dosage level. And we get these four or five of them. For me, some chaos is okay. It's fun. It's exciting. It's exhilarating, right? But getting it every day, every week, every month, all the time, mm -hmm. chaos is my gateway emotion to the ones I don't want. Chaos gives me stress. Chaos gives me anger. Chaos gives me frustration. Chaos gives me fear. I used to think, well, that's a superpower, though. 
because I've created all these external look what I made look what I did and I'm doing it because of that the truth is I did it in spite of it and there's a lot of things in our lives that we have linked to our formula our recipe of success that we hold on to that you've done in spite of those things not because of those things but my dad knew I was a dreamer and my dad would always say you know I was one decision away from changing my life the whole time one choice and he'd say Eddie you're not as far away from these dreams as you think you are. And I'd say, really, Dad? And he'd go, no, you're actually a lot closer than you think. But because you think it's so far away, you behave in accordance with that belief system and it always keeps it that far away from you. If the things most important to you are your worries, fears, anxieties, problems, bills, you will continue to have people, places, and things revealed to you that confirm it. My definition of greatness is that you create a life that matches your vision for your life. And that's greatness, no matter what that looks like for you. You're never going to get anywhere being lazy. But I would tell you that hard work is what stands out. I pursue number one at all times. But you have to be able to look at yourself. I always worked hard. I was never lazy. I was always somebody that believed in hard work. And when you work hard and you have that sense of pride, it goes right out the window if you utilize your efforts in the wrong fashion. Mm-hmm. But when you do what's right, and it's based off of that effort that you put in, then you feel good about it because you took care of your responsibilities. Then you can go play. Can't do the playing before any of that stuff. Right. If I never try, if I don't go for this, where's that gonna leave me? Don't be scared to bet on yourself you're going to be scared anyway because it is scary but at the same time betting on yourself isn't always leaving betting on yourself is believing in you knowing who you are what you're worth having an idea about it anyway and willing to work towards that to validate that reality that's betting on yourself whatever decision emanates from that is based off of you looking at you and saying I'm going for it when you don't do that what you have done is refrain from challenging yourself to be all you could be you should be scared if you're clueless you should be scared if you're ignorant to what you want to do why you want to do it and how you intend to go about achieving whatever aspirations you may have If you're going to overcome that fear at some point, knowledge is a part of the equation. What is winning? I challenge any human being a lot. And if you can't do it, you scratch, claw, and even die trying. It was about striving to do whatever you could to be the best that you can be. That is what I believe makes me the best. It's my commitment Mm. to excellence, for the collective whole. I believe I'm the best there is. I ain't apologizing for it to anybody. You know, Denzel Washington talks about consistency, the importance of consistency. You gotta put in the work, you gotta go for it. But you have to have consistency. Because without consistency and putting in the work, the dream is nothing but a dream. Right. And I get all of that. But 
you have to be able to look at yourself. And you have to be able to be honest with yourself and know when you mess up. Because when you mess up, it's going to catch you. Mm. <laughs> what I mean when I say it's going to catch you is at some point, you're going to look at you and you're going to say, I didn't try. I didn't go for it. But I often tell people this, particularly when it comes to relationships. Relationships come and go. Things don't work out sometimes. But there is nothing on earth worse than when you know you're the reason it messed up. Mm. See, if somebody mistreats you, if somebody that you love don't want you no more, but you wanted them and you treated them right and blah, 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 but it didn't work out, it hurts. But you'll be fine. Yeah. Most people will be fine. When you're not fine, is when you know it was you. You messed up. You messed up. You heard that. Everybody you've run across has had apprehension about who they are, where they are, where they're going, etc. But really, the most important thing, it requires like a literal look in the mirror. Mm. Asking yourself how you will feel if you never try. Because there's no one that could become all they could be without looking at themselves. Absolutely. What is your definition of greatness? My definition of greatness, sustained excellence. Anybody could be great for a moment. Anybody could have their moment in the sun. But who you truly, truly are at a particular craft is whatever is done over a sustained period of time. To me, first take being number one is not what I'm proud of. I'm proud of the fact that it's been 11 years. Mm. That's what I'm proud of. And the fact that I was able to do that at a continuous level that means I have to put my head down and just be about the business and do the work. I'm brilliant because I know I'm not. Mm. I steal from those who are. Mm. And I learn from them. And I disseminate that level of brilliance that I got from other people, always giving them credit, number one. Number two, here's the biggest thing. I think I'm the best because I think about the company. How can I help? How can I make my bosses more money? How can I get some of it? That mentality That's a game is what makes me the best. That's a game changer. Because what I'm saying is, I'm not saying I'm the best because I articulate myself on television better than anybody else. Even though I think I work as hard as anybody, but I work more than anybody. Yeah. Or that I got, even though I've been number one for 11 years in more than television, part of the interruption is number one on ESPN, not me. I'm not those guys. They're the institution. You see what I'm saying? I understand who I am. But what I'm saying is, is that you show me what winning is for the brand. And I'm going to bust my butt mm. to go and get it for you. I've shown I'm trustworthy. Yeah. That you can trust 
that I'm going to be at the top or I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down swinging. <laughs> but there is never a moment that I'm on the air that I don't think about what they want. And a lot of times, it's just like a musician. If you Jay-Z, you run a rock nation, you're a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. Do you make music just for yourself or do you think about what the audience would want? If everyone could take this in and realize it's about the win-win. When I was playing high school ball, as a freshman, trying to make the varsity. Right. And I wasn't as good yet, but I was tall, so they put me in there, right? Right. I would listen to the coach and say, and complaining about some of the starters who weren't hustling. They said, we need more hustle. I need you guys diving for balls, jumping out of bounds. And I was just like, I'm going to be the hustle guy. I'm going to do what he needs, what he wants, so I can play. And try to help him win. And that got me on the team. It's like working for a company. It's like, if you can help the company make more money and show them that, they're going to want to continue to support yes. your growth. Yep. The win-win. So this is, for me, that's brilliant. And I don't think a lot of people probably think you think that way. They don't. Because if I wasn't interested in making a difference, if I wasn't interested in impacting the lives of others in a positive fashion, they would have not been interested in giving me the time of day. I had to be interested in something greater than myself to get their interest to elevate in me. Being as excellent as I could possibly be on a day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out basis. I get it. The pain is unbearable. You keep playing it back in your head over and over and over. You keep trying to see where you went wrong. The situation is on repeat. People are going to talk anyway. So you may as well do what makes you happy. And now some people are going to call you a loser. Some people are going to make fun of you for failing. Some people are going to count you out. Say you will never amount to anything. Call you weak. What you going to do? Are you going to prove them right? Or are you going to prove them wrong? Let them think you're weak. Stop going back and forth with people who don't deserve your time or your attention. If you have been announcing your plans, do me a favor. Stop talking and start showing. No need for you to say what you're going to do. Just do it. I learned the hard way that everyone who is around me is not for me because everyone doesn't want the best for me. And so I had to learn to keep things to myself until I have already done the work. Are you going to show them that failure doesn't define who you are? Are you going to show them that failure is a necessary lesson on the path to success? Are you going to show them that you're a beast in this game? What you going to do? You got to get hungry. You got to get ready. 
It's time to get to work and show them all. Show them you're a different animal. Let them talk. When you're on a mission, you don't have time to be fighting meaningless battles. You have to be focused. You have to be intentional. And you can't allow the noise outside to get to you. I get it. You did everything in your power and you still came up short. And you feel like you can't take the pain anymore. You did everything you could and you still failed. You didn't win, but that's okay. It's okay you didn't walk away with the trophy. It's okay that you didn't walk away with your head held high. I get it. It happens. That's life. What do you want to be remembered for? It's time to get to work. So take a moment and take note of who and what you've been giving your energy to. Everything you do should be on purpose and aligned with your life's goals. It's your mindset that will get you to the top, but your mindset can also keep you in a cycle of starting but never finishing. If you're not careful, you will find yourself talking, planning, and analyzing, but never executing. It's time to get back in the game. Pick your head up. Get up! Let them talk. Let them think you're weak. Let them think you'll never succeed. Their thoughts do not define you. That failure doesn't define you. Your work ethic does. Your drive does. Your tenacity does. Your relentlessness does. Winners are action takers. Winners take a hit and get back up. You don't have to know exactly how you're going to get what you want. You just have to have an inner knowing that you're going to do it, that you're going to make it, that you're going to cross the finish line. So stop talking about who you want to become and become that person now. Do you realize that you can step into your future self right now? You don't have to procrastinate. You don't have to wait until you feel like everything is lining up perfectly. Growth is supposed to be uncomfortable. So stop looking for comfort. Stand up. I know it's scary. I know it's intimidating. I know it's hard, but it's time. It's time to level up. It's time to choose to be great. Time to choose to be better. Let's go, it's time to win. I can recall saying time after time, why is everything so hard for me? From the outside looking in, it looked like everyone else was winning with ease. But I was bruised, I was broken, I was burned out. But I had it all wrong. I made my journey difficult because without even realizing it, I expected my journey to be difficult. 
In fact, when something came easy for me, I was nervous. I was nervous because I was not accustomed to winning so easily. I was accustomed to struggling. I was accustomed to being stressed out. And I'm not saying that you won't hit some difficult moments, but I am saying that you shouldn't commit to having a difficult life. You have to condition your mind to expect your situation to get better. And you have to remind yourself that those who are winning are no different from you. Those who win, those who go hard, those who crush their goals have no problem focusing on themselves and what they want. Many of us have been conditioned to put ourselves last. Many of us have been taught that it's our duty to make everyone around us happy. And what happens is you get so wrapped up in trying to make everyone around you happy and comfortable that you end up losing yourself. You end up losing your vision. You lose your drive. You lose your why. And guess what? That is not fair to you. You deserve to set aside time for yourself. You deserve to be able to say no and not feel guilty about it. You deserve to be selfish sometimes. This is the thing. People will sing your praises until you tell them no. Don't lose yourself trying to be who everyone else wants you to be. Don't lose your focus. Don't stop going hard just because people have something to say about it. If you continue to put yourself on the back burner, you will have to deal with the consequences of that decision. Don't keep saying you want something, but then when it's time to go after it, you've got excuse after excuse. If you want it, you have to go after it with all you've got. Your job is to show up, put in the work, and let your results speak for you. Less talking, more results. While the rest of the world is sleeping, you are wide awake and you are on the attack for your success. It doesn't start with them and they. It starts with me. So I'm just wondering when you're gonna make it personal. Are you really prepared to grind it out? Everybody wants public authority, but nobody wants private discipline. When your habits change behind the scenes, when your private life begins to shift, when you put aside the things that are not serving you, if it's going to be personal, make it personal. Don't just be great in public, be great in private. Success doesn't always have to be loud. Sometimes it's necessary to be quiet and just move. Are you really prepared to do what you need to do to get what you want out of your life? You gotta live, you have to breathe. You have to eat this purpose. Every single day, you are either losing ground or gaining ground. You are not going to win anything 
until you understand what struggle means. You can never quit. But you gotta work hard in silence. You gotta work when nobody's watching. You gotta sacrifice behind the scenes. When you take it personal, your private life changes. Success is a process. The process comes before success. The struggle comes before the process. Everybody wants to contribute to destiny, but nobody wants to be committed to destiny. What kind of work are you putting in behind the scenes? What can you conquer in the dark? How personal is your purpose? This is what we call grinding in silence. Not everyone needs to understand your true motives. Not everyone needs to understand your purpose. Not everyone needs to understand your mission. But the truth is, it's about passion. It's about discipline. It's about awareness. It's about accountability. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you got to be accountable for your actions. But are you prepared to grind it out? Are you prepared to dig a little bit deeper? Are you prepared to fight a little bit harder? Are you prepared to put in overtime? Somewhere along the line, you lost your footing, you lost your place. It got cold, too cold for you. And see, one thing about an achiever is rain, sleet, or snow, they keep building. But you have not sacrificed, you have not suffered, you are not committed. When you are committed, you give everything you have. Every single week, every single day, every single hour, every single minute, 720 hours a month, you are beating on your craft. Even when you're at work, you're dreaming, you're thinking, you're vision casting, you're writing it down, making it plain, communicating to your destiny connections so that it can become a reality. If you can see it in your head, you can hold it in your hands. But the question I want to ask you is, are you committed? Now it's time to grind. Now it's time to fight. Now it's time to believe. Now it's time to know that your success story has yet to be told. Don't sit back and have a pity party. Don't sit back and wait for an opportunity to happen. It is up to you to go out there and get the opportunities. You want success? Then go get it. You want to be better? Then be better. You want something more than what you have right now? 
then you got to have the desire within your heart and go strong and go with everything you have. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know what you've been called to do, what you've been called to accomplish, what you've been destined to build, who you've been called to be connected to, but the dots will connect. Every single moment that you have is an opportunity of a lifetime. Are you committed? Or are you just contributing? The choice is yours. But this time, make it personal. Hear my voice. Know that you do have some work to do. The work that you do will determine the outcome in the end. But do it in silence. The ones that need to be a part of your development, they will always be there. And the ones that doubted you, I'm talking about the naysayers, just simply say, shh, be quiet, because you have nothing to do with my success. You gotta give 110% and get it to a point where all you got to say is you don't have nothing to do with my success the noise that you making can't stop my purpose the noise that you making can't stop my fight the noise that you making can't stop my grind your noise is just empty it means nothing to my success I didn't get it overnight and yes I had many sleepless nights and I had amazing dreams of what I could become can you stretch yourself can you condition yourself come on can you believe again can you see it again can you write again can you make this thing personal that it doesn't start with the people connected to you it starts with you it doesn't even start with your past it starts with where you are and where you're going can you look ahead can you stretch forth can you condition yourself can you prepare yourself for the next thing come on make it personal but you gotta work hard in silence you gotta take it personal i make this thing personal so while you're sitting around second-guessing yourself, my beautiful people, get back on your grind. Be productive. Keep your head up high. Stay in the moment. Live every moment. Move in silence. And from the bottom of my heart, conduct your business. You got to learn how to move in silence. Embrace being an underdog. Embrace being the individual that they say cannot do it. The underdog is a person that comes out on the playing field and says, okay, I've been in this place of pain my whole life. I've gone without for so long. This is the day you make up in your mind where I will take 
the throne. If you are an underdog, you got to believe against all odds. If you are an underdog, you got to learn to close your ears to everybody. You got to learn to close your ears to everything. You got to learn to block out the distractions and you got to learn to get focused, all right? The champion is the one that never lets the sun catch them sleeping. This is what life is all about. Everyone on Super Bowl Sunday, they root for the underdog. Because it's something about watching the little man, the small people, the people that they say are not that talented. Watching them succeed. You must wake up every morning and pull and dig every day for that one day to show up. And don't you stop pulling. Don't you stop digging until it shows up. Because they said you can't do it. They said you don't have what it takes to make the investments. They said you don't have what it takes to lose the weight. They say you don't have what it takes to hang on to your marriage. Everybody has been counting out. Everybody has been doubted. Now watch the next time you say, forget the underdog. Because that dog has more bite than that pit bull. Keep fighting. The underdog is truly the greatest. The underdog is not a person who doesn't feel pain, doubt, and fear. The underdog is a person that turns that pain, that doubt, that fear into their fuel. It ain't no shame in thinking about quitting. It ain't no shame. It ain't no shame in getting tired. It's no shame in feeling burnt out. It's no shame. But the trick is, don't just think about it. Say to yourself, I gotta rethink it and get this thought out of my mind. Why? Because the shame is in quitting. So if you thought about it, it ain't nothing wrong with that boo. But whatever you do, don't let that thought, don't let that thought become a reality, all right? Everyone has been an underdog. Streams all the way back to Little League. When you were a toddler, people will look past you and believe that you didn't have what it takes. What do you want to do to prove them wrong? How are you going to go about that? See, it's beauty in the underdog. Because nobody sees you coming. You see, there's a difference between a dreamer and a chaser. Dreamers keep dreaming. Chasers get to work becoming. So are you a dreamer or a chaser? Be ready to fight. Be ready to fight for your life. Be ready to give it everything you got. Make sure what you are up against understands that you are there to do business. You are there to work hard. You are there to outwork what's against you. Nine times out of ten, the underdog always comes out with the win because the underdog was more hungry. The wolf that is on the hill is never as hungry as the wolf that is climbing the hill. The underdog is still trying to prove himself. The underdog is still trying to tell the world, I can do this. 
whatever that dream is, whatever you have, that goal, that improbable feat, once you get it set, once you smell that, once you get a feel for it, a taste of it, and an underdog is, is an individual who, who refuses to live in the dark. I know what it's like to be an underdog. I know what it's like to be laughed at. I know what it's like to have a dream and have no one believe in you. I know what it's like to be dumped, to be written off, and to be slept on. It sucks. It hurts. It's depressing. I'm here to tell you that you need to get over it. It means nothing. It's all in your head. The 10 words that will ruin your life are what will other people think and what will other people say. Because many of us do not admit it. But when we see the underdog win, it puts belief in us. The struggle of getting people to believe that if they put you in, you won't let them down. The struggle of making people believe that you have what it takes to get the job done. But remember, they will not see you coming. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. As you rise, as you work every single day, tirelessly, for what you dream of. It doesn't matter who says you're not good enough. It doesn't matter if they say you're not qualified enough. The only thing that matters is that you're willing to work your behind off to change their mind from Underdog is just a man or a woman who has made up their mind. They are no longer going to live in their setbacks. They are no longer going to live in your reality. Your reality of me says I'm not enough. Your reality of me says, I can't do this. Your reality of me says, you won't finish today. My reality says, all I have is all I need. I'm not living in my setback any longer. I'm moving forward. I'm coming after everything you said I couldn't have. Instead of the path of least resistance, I started choosing the path of most resistance to prepare myself for the journey that was coming my way. And you realize through hard work, you can outwork anybody. No matter how badass they are. It starts with yourself, man. You gotta start diving into those things that you are afraid of. You don't gain confidence by going to a spot that makes you feel good. It's gonna be a false reality. And the second life gives you that challenge, all you wanna do is go back to what gave you confidence, is that happy spot. No, 
What gave me confidence was spending years at a kitchen table trying to learn how to read and write on my own. Realizing I can't learn the way you learn. I can't, but I can learn. What gives you confidence not being afraid is overcoming the fear. That's what gives me confidence is facing these things, overcoming them. And maybe not overcoming them every day, but facing them. And facing them, facing them pretty soon like this. You know what, man? This is where it's at. It's not in that comfort zone. It's in the discomfort zone is where my confidence is getting built. Mm -hmm. That's where it's getting built. Happiness, peace, enlightenment. It's all up here, man. It's all up here. It's all up here. You just got to be willing to go and face it. And that's the hard part. The physical standard is not what they need to meet. It's a mental standard you must meet in life. That's how I live my life. I now know that there is no cap on the human mind. There's no cap. We cap it ourselves. When most people quit, I had just started. And when you take that mindset and you learn to flip that around, that's what made me powerful. And my body followed. And so I said, I want to do this. I'm going to give myself a challenge every single day until the fear goes away. That's right. And I feel like that's what more of us should be doing. I'm hearing that that's what you, how you live your life. That's all it is, man. And it helps me feel so much more confident. When you overcome that fear yep. of saying, this doesn't have control over me anymore. That's right. It's like, you can be at such more peace. A lot of us speak in hollow words. I used to speak in hollow words. I don't do it anymore. Everything that comes out of my mouth has substance. It's real. We all have these feelings in our bodies, in our minds, in our souls. I act on mine. A lot of us who are afraid of something, we allow our minds to choose the path of least resistance so we go a different route. And I'm afraid of something that's telling me you must, you must do that. Life is one big mind game. And you're playing it with yourself. You cannot lose perspective of where you've come in life. I'm trying to give people a different thought process of life where failure, hell, disappointment, discomfort is a great learning tool. And many people don't understand that, but it's these few moments in life that you have. Like for me, I always talk about it. Rocky won round 14. That one two minute and 13 second clip of Rocky getting up when Apollo knocked him down. That one clip, when I was going through a very bad time in my life, I saw what I wanted to be. And one, a guy that won. It wasn't a guy that won everything he did. It was a guy that kept getting up after being knocked down. So I realized if that two minutes and 13 seconds changed my life, that's all it was. I saw something that I needed to be in the world I was living in. Maybe my story will give someone the two minutes and 13 seconds they need to change their life. Everybody's got a story. We don't share it on social media. 
We share our nice life on social media. We have, we all have a dungeon. I'm just willing to talk about mine. Mental toughness isn't something that you sample. It's something that you live in every day. Whenever hardness comes, and you don't know what it is, it may be different for you than it is for me, but you go back to your insecurities. And then when you go back to your insecurities, you then look for comfort within those insecurities. And we all look for that cookie that your mom used to give you when you were sad, when you were sick. We look for our wife or our husband. We look for comfort. It's in those moments you must retrain your mind to think differently in health. The mental standard is you must know how far you've come. I walk in a room now and I know the hours and years and decades I put into David Goggins. That's something, it's not on the wall. It's not a trophy on the wall. It's not a medal on your neck. I don't care how you perceive David Goggins because through my journey, I figured out the one piece I was missing. I thought it was cars. I thought it was women. I thought it was money. I thought it was everything. The one piece I was missing was me having the courage to face myself. Where I got my work ethic from was the hours I had to spend learning this. When you sit down and you're not smart, and you have a disability, yeah. and you still want to be at the top of your class, I didn't want to just get by. When I realized that I can learn through hard work, and I can beat the valedictorian in school, but I got put in 10 hours more a day than he does. You know what kind of strength comes from that? When you're sitting down, that guy that that valedictorian studied for an hour, and you know I caught you, I have the work ethic to catch you. That's where David Goggins got really invented. Yeah. Was at a kitchen table with 20 spiral notebooks that were empty, and then they were full. And when you can go through that, I still have them in my storage unit. You go through these spiral notebooks of your life, and you realize this is how I learned. This is unbelievable. It wasn't until I got real sick and my life got real quiet. I, I went from running 205 miles in 39 hours to I couldn't get out of bed. My life was taken from me. And that's wow. when I realized I hadn't taken time to think about what I'd done in my life. I'd done all these things, but there was no finish line. I finished a race of life and I wouldn't even receive my medal. I'd go on. <laughs> I get in the car and I go. When I started figuring out life, that I was I was leaving so much in the tank, once I realized, my God, man, I was this dumb, fat kid being bullied, and now I'm a 180-pound person, lost 106 pounds in less than three months. Learn to read, learn to do this, learn to do that. I was like, I need more. I was fueling my mind with everything. And I never took time to say, my God, you came from this hell, and you're here. I had come 8,000 miles from where I started. But if you never know that, you're still in a $7 a month place. So it's that quiet place. It's that place by yourself. It's those hours and years and decades by yourself in the grip of life. When life has you by the throat and choking you out and you're sitting there calm because you're trying to figure it out. You're not panicking. You're not quitting, you're not throwing in the towel, you're saying there's a way around this.
And when you figure it out, when life has you gripped in advice, and you can figure that out, that's when you overcome. That's when you overcome. The journey getting there was harder than going through it. Yeah. You know? So that's the whole thing about life, man. It's, it's, it's that journey that, that makes you who you are. Those of you out there, you lose it and you don't deserve to lose. You put in the work, you worked hard and you lose it. And I need you to do me a favor. This is the year to turn that around. Yes, you were rejected the last time, but go for it again. You were overlooked the last time, but show up again. Why? Because you are not finished. It is not over. You are not done. It is not too late. But what separates a dreamer from a doer? Let me break that down. Three words, consistent, follow through. Imagine a basketball player shooting hoops. How do you know if that shot's gonna go in? How do you know if that person is a shooter? You know how you become a shooter? You know how you knock it down? It's all in the follow through. I know about tough times. They can make you or they can break you. Come on now, come on, bring it. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. God not giving us spirit of fear. So I didn't have time to be fearful. I had to replace fearfulness with being fearless and creative and take the initiative to do something else with my life. I am going to make it. This is my comeback story. It takes faith to step into your purpose. It takes faith to step into your destiny. It takes faith to pull away from everything that is familiar, to step into uncharted territory, to become the person you were born to be. It takes faith. So from the start, you must decide that you refuse to remain where you are. Have you ever thought about inspiring somebody else? Have you ever thought about lifting somebody else? We need you to be a light in the midst of darkness. This world has gone crazy. This world needs you to rise up. This world needs your dreams. This world needs you to be you. Give as much time and energy to your dream as you do to your fears. That creates the opening for miracles to show up in your life. I need you to acknowledge the fact, acknowledge that you lose it. Are you hearing me? Acknowledge it, own it. Own up to the fact that I'm losing, E. I'm losing financially, E. I'm losing. I'm losing in my marriage, E. I'm losing. I'm losing with my kids, E. I'm losing. Personal development, I'm losing, E. And I'm tired of losing. I need you to own up to it. I'm losing. I'm a high school dropout, I'm losing. I'm working minimum wage, I'm losing. I'm getting in trouble with the law, I'm losing. My mom ain't talking to me in a strained relationship, I'm losing. I'm asking you to control what you can control. You can control going to bed. You can control getting up. You can control being on time. You can control going to class. You can control showing up. You can control doing your homework. You can control your attitude. You can control being nice. You can control doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. It's your boy E.T. said, you want to be a winner and you want to stop losing? You minimize the errors and make the rest of your life the best of your life. Even when it looks like you're losing, you're winning. Never let uncertainty or doubt be the reason why you quit. Don't underestimate yourself. You do what you can do 
and God will do what you can't do. Take the initiative, learn something new, throw your net on the other side, be ambitious, reach, ask for help, not because you're weak, but because you want to remain strong. Just make up your mind and expect things to get better for you. You need to walk into your future whole condition ready to grab the people that believed in you before you made it to the top go back and get them but first you've got to condition yourself come on who am i talking to i'm talking to that person that's tired of where they are you have to find a way you must find a way to get back up this is not the end for you you will not quit do not take this life for granted. Live every moment knowing you will have no regrets. We are alive and breathing and capable of more than we could ever imagine. See, we all have these tough moments in life. Walt Disney filed bankruptcy seven times and he had two nervous breakdowns. Oh, he was bent, but he wasn't broken. No, he kept creating. Someone stole his first cartoon that had great promise and, and someone stole it. Somebody on his team stole it from him. His heart was broken. But he didn't stay there, being angry and bitter and talking about it. He created Mickey Mouse. Had that person not stole his first cartoon, Mickey Mouse would not have been born. Many times when one door closes, another door opens, but we many times spend time looking at and talking about the closed door. We don't see the open door. Giving up is easy. Succumbing to how you feel is easy. But hanging in there, when you feel like you don't have anything left, now that's hard. So are you willing to make the tough decisions? Are you willing to stretch yourself? Are you willing to get up every time you fall? If you're gonna get to the top, you gotta know what it feels like to be at the bottom. You got to know what it feels like to crawl through the dirt and the mud and all of the things that you don't feel comfortable in being in. What do your eyes see? What is your vision? I need you to commit to it. Whatever just went through your mind right now, I need it to be big and I need you to commit. I need you to be big thinking. I need you to commit. I need you to make a plan and I need you to follow through. That is all success requires is for you to rise up. Without failures or challenges, there could be no success. Then you will get up and you will go up. Miracles happen when you give as much energy to your dreams. A, a dream of, of picking up the pieces and starting all over again. 
the dream of if you get knocked down in life, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up. A dream that when a doctor looks at you and said you're terminal and you say no, you determine the diagnosis, God determines the prognosis. The dream that this has not come to stay, it has come to pass. Oh, when you give as much time and energy to your dream, to this new vision of yourself, I'll give you all your eyes can see. Focus. There's greatness in you. There's so many people counting on you. You've heard this a million times. That the cemetery is full of potential. And it's true. Because that person didn't do what they needed to do through the dash. We all are born and we all gonna die. And I'm gonna ask you a question. What are you gonna do with your dash? When you have fallen, when you have made a mistake, the worst thing you can do is criticize yourself. At the end of the day, life can be very painful. We can experience loss and worry and the insomnia of reoccurring heartbreak and hardships. It is inevitable. It is self-compassion that gives us the power to face our failures, to face our fears, to face our insecurities, to face what we don't like about ourselves and come out on top. When you're down, find a way to get up. I've been there. I go through it like anybody else. But I have a job to do in this world, and so do you. The real challenge of growth, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, comes when you get knocked down. How you handle it, that's where the growth takes place. Evaluate where you are. Look at it, assess yourself. Assess yourself and assess the situation. What brought you there? What role did you play? All of us are self-made, but only the successful will admit it. If you want to begin to move, you've got to clear your mind of all the unnecessary luggage and baggage that's weighing us down. I'm telling you from personal experience, I know what my life was like when I put in 55. I know what it was like when I didn't try. I know what my life was like when I didn't care. I know what my life was like when I didn't have any dreams or any goals, like, like I didn't want anything. I know what my life was like. Now I'm putting in 120, baby. You put in 120. Not only does it affect your life, it affects your family's life. It affects your friend's life. It affects your community's life. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to get from where you are. I'm challenging you to stop settling. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you to stop accepting the life that was given to you. I'm challenging you to give 120%. Are you hearing me? Trying is not good enough. Trying is not gonna get you there. We need potential. We need application. We need dedication. We need motivation. We need discipline. We need to understand that work must be applied. And even when you don't want to do it, find a way to do it anyway. I'm coming back. And I'll be stronger and better because of it. You have got to make a declaration that this is what you stand for. If you are going to win the fight for your future, then you are going to have to master self-compassion. 
face the conflict, embrace rather than avoid challenges. And you don't give up on yourself. Do not give up on yourself. When you find yourself criticizing yourself, negatively comparing yourself to others, try to find inspiration in their successes and strengths instead of feeling threatened. You're standing up for your dreams. You're standing up for peace of mind. You're standing up for health. You want it. And you're going to go all out to have it. Everybody gets knocked down. No matter how tough you think you are, you're going to fall. And when you fall, sometimes you fall real hard. But that ground is a hard surface. And I'm going to tell you something. It ain't going to move because you're laying on it. So you need to rise up and you need to rise above it and you need to start moving. Sometimes you have to back up and go within and pray and meditate and recharge your batteries. Go away, clear your head, and then come back and look at it from a different vantage point. Don't operate while you're under the spell or the effect of what's going on. Stop half doing stuff. Stop putting forth 50% effort, 60%. Look, stop. Do it right or just don't do it at all. Are you hearing me? Do it right. There's a lot of people walking around today, they have unchecked rage, unchecked aggression, unchecked anxiety, fear, insecurity. You're gonna to have to care enough about yourself to face it and find a resolve. You got to find out what's the next things you need to be doing. How are you gonna push it to that level and go beyond it? How are you gonna maximize your time? How much energy are you gonna put into this craft? Everything you have, everything you are, everything you're doing, like it's, it's 78. And what I need you to do is I need you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, come on, quit, stop playing. I deserve to see what my life would look like if I gave 120%. Stay dedicated. You got to keep on pushing forward. You got to keep on fighting the good fight. You got to put aside the excuses because excuses won't lift you up. Excuses won't give you the power that you truly need. You've got to be willing to go against the tide. You've got to be willing to harness your will and say, in spite of this, I'm in control here. I'm not gonna let this get me down. I'm not gonna let this destroy me. When you get knocked down, how long are you gonna stay down? When you lose your job, when you lose that loved one, regardless if it's your husband, your wife, your child, whatever it is, do you have the ability to go through the hurt and the pain of that loss? Regardless of what you're going through, the best time you know that you are strong is when you're at the weakest point of your life. I want you to see yourself in your mind's eye and say to yourself, I love myself unconditionally and I forgive myself. If I knew better, I would have done better. To win the war for your future, then you are going to have to master the muscle of self-compassion. When you are so far down that hole, you looking up and you don't see no light but yet you know there's an end to this darkness. That's when you'll find out just how strong you really are. Just keep moving forward. If you think that you're going through something so bad right now, wait until tomorrow if tomorrow comes for you. Look at the person next to you. Look at people all over the world if you ever come in contact with certain individuals. 
and ask yourself, are they going through a lot more than what I'm going through? Because honestly, there are always going to be people that are going through a lot more than you're going through right now. Remember the past, but do not live in the past. Every mistake you have made up until this very moment, forgive yourself. With forgiveness comes freedom. You're going to have people to do things to you. Things are going to happen to you. And the most important thing to do is to harness your will and let it go. And move so you can grow. So you can get on with your life. It doesn't matter about what happens to you. What matters is, what are you going to do about it? This is a process. And you have to hurt just a little bit so you can understand what it means to be strong. So don't give up on your hopes. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on yourself. When are you going to realize that you got to get to a point and focus on the better things that are going to get you to the next level and beyond in your life? When are you going to realize that everybody just isn't for you? That just because you're on social media and you got a million likes, how many of those million people really genuinely care about you? How many of those people that you are looking to justify what you put out there are going to really stand with you? Yes, maybe life may have a lot of moving parts. Yes, life may have some things we don't understand, but one thing about life, it is the greatest teacher of all and we are all learning every single day of our lives so get to a point in your life and hold on to the things that are making you better and discard the things that are not making you better there's no reason to celebrate misery there's no reason to celebrate weakness there's no reason to keep people and things to be a part of your life. So you got to keep living on. Living through the hard times as well as the good times. But you can't be afraid anymore. You don't have to have a large crowd of people around you to feel appreciated. All you got to do is realize that it's up to you to make a difference in your life. It's up to you to understand that you do matter and that you got some work to do. You must come to a conclusion. You must say this is where it is. Now for me to get better, I got to do better. But I can't do better holding on to things that is not going to give me the ammunition that I need to carry on the good fight. See, that's the thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, we are all in the fight. We are all battling for the greatest part of our lives. We are fighting for it. We all are fighting for something. Why shouldn't we fight? Why shouldn't we be aggressive? That doesn't mean that's a bad thing. That means I want the best and to get the best, I must fight. I must trust, I must believe, I must stand. I must never quit. 
But I don't have to hold on to things that is not going to get me to that next level and beyond. I must surround myself with the right energy, with the right people, with the right resources. That is how I'm going to get better. That is how I'm going to get stronger. That is how it's going to get me up and beyond where I need to go. See, I got to look beyond the clouds. I got to look beyond the stars. I have to see the universe. I have to see the best of me. So you keep on thriving. You keep on pushing. Don't give everybody your time. Your time is your most valuable asset that you possess. And if your time is not being used in a viable way, then ladies and gentlemen, you are wasting it and you will never get it back. You have no reason to be afraid to let go. Letting go doesn't mean that it's over. See, life is all about passing through. We're learning as we go to let go of the misery. You got to stop relying on other people. You got to be accountable. You got to be disciplined. Means that you got to continue to fight and never look back. Sure, we don't have all the answers, but we must continue to thrive, to learn as much as we can. We must learn to make room to learn more. To understand that that's just what it is. And we are a part of it. We are all a part of it. So stand up. Walk tall. Move forward. Give it everything you got. And from the bottom of my heart, ladies and gentlemen, conduct your business. But you got to stay and know that you gonna get through this one way or another, it's a test. This is only a test. And soon it will become a testimony. You will be able to share this information with people, your loved ones, people that you don't even know. You will be able to look at someone and say, I remember when I was in that position, but I made it through. And you will be able to encourage that individual or those people and say, listen, you are going to get through this because this too shall pass. And why are you going through this, you may ask? Why are you suffering so much, you may ask? Because that's what it's about. It's a test. You won't know until you know. You won't know your strength until you know. You won't know pain until you feel it. And how can you know something if you never experienced it in your life? How can you teach it 
if you've never been taught how can you tell somebody to get up if you've never been knocked down how can you realize pain struggle you've never seen it or felt it in your life but make no mistake we are all here to be tested don't feel that you're bigger than life because life is much greater than any living human being on this planet not one animal not one insect not one plant can survive greater than life itself because when all things pass on life continues on and you're just a part of it but what do you do with it when it's right there in front of you you can't waste it you can't let it fall to the wayside you got to wake up and realize that the test is upon you and you're gonna pass a few tests and you're gonna fail many more but that doesn't mean that you are out of it it doesn't mean that you are out of the fight that means that you got to hit that reset button study a little bit more so you can learn much more about yourself because that's just what it is you'll never be that great if you don't focus on humility if you don't realize that these things are going to happen one day in my life have you ever been in a position when you lost so much you didn't know what was going to happen in your life have you been in a position where you were homeless and you didn't know how you was going to find a way to get a roof over your head or what about that job that you had that you put so much work in and they let you go and you said why what happened what did I do they just didn't want you anymore and you still had to go through it that's the test but I guess you felt that that job was gonna make you that job is all you had that job is how you were gonna get by that job is how you paid your bills but you haven't truly paid the ultimate price you haven't suffered enough you haven't felt that struggle enough maybe you just wasn't humble enough because you thought you had all the answers and nothing could touch you you'll never be that high to where you can't be tested your faith your emotions your humility will all be tested it's time for you to recognize what this life that we all possess is all about test is upon you it's upon me it's upon the world and you are living in it and you are a part of it now do something 
go about your life. Accept those challenges. Don't look down on yourself. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't think because you went through something that that's all you're gonna go through. Yes, today you happy, right? You're having a good day, right? <laughs> Tomorrow hasn't come yet. But if you are part of that day, expect the unexpected. But you better stay ready and not get ready. This is only a test. So carry on, my beautiful people. Live your life. Be righteous in your life. Don't say what can't be done. If it's productive, make it happen. If it's making you better, make it happen. You don't have to put people down for yourself to come up. But you do gotta hurt sometimes so you can grow. Get to the position where you realize that, hey, this is hurting me a little bit, but I can take it. This thing's a little bit, but I'm gonna make it. This is not necessarily what I wanted, but it's something that I need because I don't wanna be average for the rest of my life. I need to evolve. I need to grow stronger. I need to believe that there is something within me. Whether the rest of the world doesn't see it, I got to believe it. I got to stand on it. I got to push through it. I got to fight for it. And I must make it with or without those who say they are with me. Ladies and gentlemen, take hold of your life. Stop being average. Stop being complacent. Be more. Believe in more. Know that you have something that is so unique within you. All you got to do is wake it up because it's been sleeping for so long. It's time for you to wake it up. It's time for you to realize it's time to just get to work. Average is not gonna help you. If you want to do better, then be better. If you want to achieve beyond your wildest dreams, do better. When you're at that gym and you're pushing that weight or you're running on that treadmill, whatever that activity is, you can't just stay there. You want to change something, then you got to do better. You can't prepare for strength when all you care about is weakness. The weakness doesn't build you. The weakness reminds you that you are weak. But strength, that's not average. That's beyond average. 
that's when power comes in. That is where confidence grows from. Ladies and gentlemen, average is beneath you. Being unique, being special, realizing that you are the one that has to make the difference to be different, to not be afraid anymore, to understand that there's got to be something else to your story. And being average is not it. It's time to realize, ladies and gentlemen, there's a new chapter in your life. Let's start there. Let's build it up. Let's go for it. And from the bottom of my heart, conduct your business. Listen up, people. Hear me. There must come a time when you must recognize that you can't be afraid anymore. Fear is not going to get you where you need to be in your life. You must learn to understand that you can never be afraid to let go. You must understand, ladies and gentlemen, that there will come a time that you cannot hold on to things that are not making you better. You must come to realize that if you're holding on to all of these things that are putting you down and leaving you down for the count, it's not going to build you up. It's not going to make you better. It's not going to push you beyond. Stop being afraid. This season has come to an end. This is the time of a lifetime for you. You don't deserve to hold on to people or things that are not giving you the power and the strength that you need to carry on the good fight. Time is of an essence. And if you're so afraid, then you ain't for a world of hurt. It doesn't mean that you give up. It means that you got to move on to the next chapter in your life. It means that you got to stop being afraid. It means you got to stand tall. I got to do this. I must do this. It means you got to continue to push forward. It means that you got to continue to fight. And never look back. But just look forward. Look forward to the best of you. So don't be afraid. Opportunity. Get up and get after it. 
It's not about scrolling through social media and looking at people on vacations and looking at the people that are projecting the highlights of their life. It's not about that. It's about can you do better than you did yesterday? If you're walking through or walked out of or survived the worst trauma and pain of your life, believe that this is the first day of the best days of your life. Get up! Get up! Wake up! There's always another level! And it's not about beating the man or woman that's standing in the room with you. It's about beating the man and the woman that's in the mirror. Can you do better than you... Can you do better than you did yesterday? That's all I want to ask you. Can you do better? You may be tired. You may be broken. You may be hurting. People may have betrayed you, lied on you, left you, but you refuse to give up. There are going to be days when you are not going to feel like waking up. You are not going to feel like getting out of the bed. You are tired of yourself. You are tired of looking at the face in the mirror that you see. You are tired of maybe the way that your body looks, or the money that you have, or the people that you are connected to. There are going to be days when you are going to be tired of being you. And you got two options. You can give up or get up. This is the day that everything changes. Get up! Rise and grind! Begin waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You may have to lose sleep for a week so that you can accomplish what it is that you've been destined to accomplish. What you were born to contribute to humanity. And so I know it hurts. And I know it's expensive. Everything you need to get to this next level is inside of you. But if you don't count up the cost of what it's going to take, and if you are not willing to pay that price, you cannot have your future. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. Just get in a mirror and start speaking life over yourself. You're making progress. This needs you to be 1% better than you were yesterday. Get up! You got a day to conquer. Rise and grind, baby. Let's go. Thank you, Lord, for giving me one more day, one more opportunity, one more meal, one more outfit on my back. Thank you for that one opportunity. If you haven't been able to get up, something inside of you has to snap. You've been insecure long enough. You've been unfit long enough. You've been unqualified long enough. You've been overlooked long enough. You've been undervalued long enough. You've been in this cave. You've been in this deep, dark prison of obscurity and uncertainty and doubt and fear. This is the day you come out of your tomb. In this very moment, you have an opportunity. Seize the opportunity. I'm talking to that person that keeps saying, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna make more money, I'm gonna learn a new skill, I'm gonna make bigger connections, I'm gonna invest in myself. And day after day, you fail. 
I know you don't feel up to the task. I know you've got some doubt and you've got some fear and you've got some uncertainty and you hate the image that you see in the mirror and you hate the way your money looks and your relationships look and people that you've given your all to keep walking out on you. I know you feel stuck in reverse. I know you feel like you're underpaid and undervalued and overlooked, but listen, get up. This is the day that everything changes. You've got to do what is required in order to manifest. Get up and get after it. So take a deep breath. Inhale. Exhale. It's a new day. Control all delete. Control yourself. Alter your thinking. And delete negativity. Period. What are you made of? What is your DNA? What is your mentality? What are the skill sets? Come on, start to write down the vision. Believe that this is the first day of the best days of your life. Get up and get after it. You are here by design. You are listening to this talk by design. Every day, every single day is moving. Every decision you make is either bringing you to your destiny or taking you from your destiny. Now some of you, you gotta take everything you have on the inside and claw your way back to right standing. Sometimes you gotta dig deep inside. I'm talking to that person that keeps failing the mission. Appreciate what has happened. Appreciate the people that walked out on you. Appreciate the people that hurt you. Appreciate the people that overlooked you. The people that slept on you. Appreciate it. I want you to get this mentality in your head. Every day, you pay. You pay. You may get two hours of sleep in seven days so that you can accomplish what it is that you've been destined to accomplish. Everything you need to get to this next level is inside of you. There's always another level. Seize the opportunity. And every day, every single day, gives you that new opportunity. So if you don't have a to-do list, get a to-do list. If you haven't planned the day, start planning your day the night before. If you don't have a morning routine, get a morning routine. Start your morning with prayer and meditation. If you're not tracking your progress, start tracking your progress. If you don't have accountability partners, you need to get accountability partners. If you have not identified the roadblocks, if you have not identified the kryptonite, if you have not identified the hurdles, what has hindered your forward progress, identify those things. This is your day! Get up and get after it! Everybody's great when they're not tired. This is when they're tired, that's when the real champions come out. That's when a real dog come out. It's where I think the real truth comes out. Because I think there are a lot of people who are very talented who can make it there. 
There are very few people who can deal with the pressure and the stress that happens when we're there. I feel I'm the best ever. It's not bragging or boasting. The proof is in the pudding. In my mind, I'm always the best. I am the greatest fighter of all time. And when I hit you with a hard right hand, you will fall. You gotta win tomorrow, you gotta win right now. If you're passionate about what you're doing, keep going, keep believing, reach for the stars. Everything is always impossible until someone does it. Maybe it has never been done before. That's perfectly fine with me. But I'm gonna do it. Never say never. Because limits, like fears, are often just an illusion. Hungry dogs run fast! And let the big dogs eat! If you look at the greats in any walk of life, the greats do things when they don't always want to. And that's the separation. It means you have to be more disciplined than not disciplined. I wanted to be the best I could be, period. I was waiting for you to smile at some of the compliments. You didn't. Smiling doesn't win you gold medals. I'm too fast, I'm too skillful, and I'm going to show everybody out there watching this show and the whole world, and the world will bow and admit that I am the greatest of all times when you see what I do to George Foreman. I believe that whatever I put my mind to, and if I was willing to make sacrifices, and I was dedicated, that I could achieve absolutely anything. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Maybe it's someone's uh, don't like me because I'm, maybe I'm too good. You win some, you lose some. But you live. You live to fight another day. And I've always believed like I'm the Michael Jordan of this industry. When I'm on the air, I'm the one that will make you want to hear from me. I don't care who I'm on the air with. I don't care who it is. It does not matter to me. By the time I finish speaking, I am the one that you're going to want to listen to. That's my attitude. If this requires 100% and you give me 99, I might want to fire you. Because I'm not, I'm about getting the job done. Sure. It's about the results. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, when we look at our generation today, not enough people preach about that. Because I think that we live in a society where people have become masters at pointing the finger at other people as to reasons why things don't get done. I think there's too much explanation that goes on. But the bottom line is you ain't getting it done. And if you're not getting it done, I need somebody that can get it done. I am of the belief that if you truly, truly adopt that belief in your soul, mm -hmm. then you walk to work every day not looking for excuses. You're looking for a way for the job to get done. And in most instances, you are going to be successful than not. You want to go with status quo? You're, you're, you're perfectly you know, fine with flowing along, just safe, to get along, secure. safe, secure, whatever. But when you're trying to win, you're constantly looking to get better. My philosophy is very, very simple when it comes to my family, particularly, you know, me being a dad. If they're hungry, it's because I'm starving. 
I don't eat until they eat. I'm not comfortable until they're comfortable. I don't have unless they have. That's the mentality, and that's the mentality that I strictly get from my mother. And so for me, you know, having that kind of mentality, but what comes with that? What comes with that is a certain work ethic that you have to put forth, and it's a willingness to sacrifice. Am I the most disciplined person in the world? No. Am I the most meticulous person in the world? Like some people would believe. No, I'm meticulous enough, and I'm disciplined enough. But I think the key thing is, is that the bottom line is everything to me, and whatever the bottom line requires is what I'm going to do. If the bottom line requires an excessive level of discipline, I'm going to do it. But to me, it's whatever the moment or the situation demands, and it's I'm a bottom lines oriented kind of person. You don't assume that opportunities are waiting for you. You know obstacles are standing at every door. Right. And so that challenge that you have to embrace and you have to deal with, that's hard to deal with when you have achieved. You don't work hard to play hard. You work hard to have the ability to play when you want to. Mm, that's a But there's a difference. You handle your responsibilities first. When you work hard and you have that sense of pride, it goes right out the window if you utilize your efforts in the wrong fashion. But when you do what's right and it's based off of that effort that you put in, then you feel good about it because you took care of your responsibilities. Then you can go play. And I was not always confident. There's no doubt about that. I've always had my insecurities. Uh -huh. What I firmly believed in was, as it pertained to me, was that I always worked hard. I was never lazy. Um, I was always somebody that believed in hard work. Betting on yourself is believing in you, knowing who you are, what you're worth, having an idea about it anyway, and willing to work towards that to validate that reality. That's betting on yourself. It's your job. And if you can't do it, you scratch, claw, and even die trying. We make excuses every day, all of us as human beings. On far more occasions than not, I have to speak on the issue of accountability as it pertains to the entire sports world. And when it comes to the issue of accountability, I get all of that from mom. It happened with ESPN when my contract wasn't renewed back in 2008. I was sitting up there, I, was, I felt betrayed. I felt ticked off. My mother let me lick my wounds for a couple of days. Mm. And then she said, what could you have done better? You sure you didn't do anything? And I thought about all this stuff. I'm like, what is she talking about? This is just not true, this is not right. I work hard, I do this, I do that. And then I started thinking about it. Yeah, I was a pain in the ass. I did kind of complain a little bit too much. But the biggest thing that I remember doing is that I always came to the bosses with problems. I never came to them with solutions. It was always about the problem, never the solution. And I learned when I sat back and reflected on the mistakes that I had made in my career at the mm -hmm. time, I learned that no boss wants to talk to anybody it doesn't have solutions. Instead of 
working around the clock trying to figure out what somebody else wants from you, good or bad, there are moments that crystallizes it for you in your mind. Pay attention and you'll see what they are. Yeah. And you'll know what to do accordingly. That is what I believe makes me the best. It's my commitment mm. to excellence for the collective whole. I want to talk to someone out there who is thinking about quitting and giving up. Someone that is hurting and struggling. Someone that is feeling lost. This is for you. Don't give up. Please, don't give up. The hard times that you are going through are going to pass. Remember this, they are going to pass. You have overcome every single challenge that you have faced so far. Without failures or challenges, there could be no success. It is a necessary step. Stay in it. Stay focused. It's hard. But it is worth fighting for. It's worth believing. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Your pain is your power. Your pain is your passion. You suffer so you could be much stronger tomorrow. You suffer to remind yourself that you have to go through something to get to the next level. You have to find a way. You must find a way to get back up. This is not the end for you. You will not quit. Do not take this life for granted. Live every moment knowing you will have no regrets. We are alive and breathing and capable of more than we can ever imagine. Life is not easy. We all go through hard times, but we do not need to stay in the hard times. Most of the people out here have given up. They spend all day long watching television, playing video games. There's nothing, I mean absolutely nothing wrong with just having a good time and relaxing. But if you're watching television, but eight hours a day, all day? Every single day? There's something inside of you that wants more for your life. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, to make a change.
What can you do to move closer to your goals and your dreams and your passion? You, my friend, have the power to make a difference, to make an impact. It is not over for me. I am going to make it. This is my comeback story. Let's make up in our minds that before the battle, we are going to be victorious. Start accepting that things are changing. It's hard being down. And it's hard getting through this. Choose your battles. Why am I hurting? What am I doing here? How did I get to this place? I've been good. I haven't done that bad. I'm not a bad person. You don't have to be bad to experience bad things. Because sometimes bad things happen to good people. So it doesn't mean that you're out. It doesn't mean that you're done. It means you are living. It means you are growing. It means that it's necessary. Let it be. Carry on, but let it be. Keep pushing, but let it be. Because if you don't do it, no one else will. Don't be afraid. Let it hurt a little bit. Let it sting a little bit. Let it serve its purpose. Because that purpose that you are experiencing, it's necessary just for you. It's tailor fit for you. I gotta go through my problems. I gotta go through my circumstances. I've been through them. I'm going through them right now. I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to every living human being that is listening to me today. Look at my face. Look into my eyes. Hear my voice and know that it's not over for you. Know that the pain, the hurt, and the setbacks, and the failures, all of these things must happen. Why? Because you exist. Your purpose means something. But if you're gonna to get to the top, you gotta to know what it feels like to be at the bottom. You gotta know what it feels like to crawl through the dirt and the mud and all of the things that you don't feel comfortable in being in. Then, you will get up and you will go up. But as you're going up, there's gonna be more circumstances, more problems, more issues, things that are gonna push you back. But ladies and gentlemen, you're not dead. You are breathing. You are alive. You are alive, but you're hurting. You are alive and you're breathing. You are alive and you're walking. You are alive and you're running. So while you're hurting, keep going. If you're feeling pain, keep going. If your heart is beating, keep going. If your lungs are working, keep going. But don't you dare give up. Don't you quit. You hurt, you grow, you go. And from the bottom of my heart, keep it moving and conduct your business. 
the tenacity it takes to face your inadequacies and continue to try, 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 that's where we've succeeded. What I'm good at and what we're good at together is not being right all the time, it's basically learning from your mistakes. Most successful people in the world are the people that can self-soothe. So can you avoid being triggered? If you're being triggered and you look outward and you're angry at the person that triggered you, that's weakness. You are manifesting weakness and you have to go, ooh, that means I have an insecurity around this thing. I need to address my insecurity and then that's gonna put you in a far more powerful position to move forward. People that are successful, they can self-soothe, they can stay emotionally calm in the midst of a storm. When everybody else is panicking, they're only looking at solutions. Most people can only see these are the 152 ways that this could go wrong. No matter how outrageous, there is a way to pull this off. Stop telling me all the things that aren't going to work. Tell me the thing that is going to work. And successful people are about that. They are good decision makers. They are hyper resilient. They don't stop at failure. They don't get in their own way from an ego perspective. They're looking nakedly at their own inadequacies. And they've got enough confidence to get people going behind them. So if you can manage your emotions, if you've got the courage to fight through that storm, if you're not easy to knock off your pedestal and you're humble enough to know that you're almost certainly making mistakes so that you know when to correct course, that's the recipe. The thing with excuses is sometimes they're very true, but it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your goal. So are you going to let it sit with you or are you going to find a way around it? The key to me being driven is identifying what my passion is and my mission is. So if I don't have a passion and mission, then I don't have a drive. If I could wake up every single freaking day and fight for that 14-year-old girl that was me that didn't believe in herself, that felt ugly, that was teased, that was made fun of for my looks, I will fight for that 14-year-old girl so that if I can help her to believe she can become anything she wants if she sets her mind to it and works hard, then I feel like my job is done. Every day I wake up for that 14-year-old Lisa. You can become anything you want to become, but you're gonna to have to pay a heavy price to get there. So the question is, what is it that you wanna do? Problem is people are expecting something to be self-evident. They are told a lie that they're born with a purpose. You're not born with a purpose. You're going to decide that this passion, this thing that you've worked your ass off to get good at, that allows you to serve not only yourself but other people, that's now your purpose. Nothing is ever going to be self-evident. You're never gonna come across something like, this is what I meant to do with the rest of my life. You are going to find something that gives you more energy than it takes. I only do and believe that which moves me towards my goals. And so everybody in Impact Theory University, if you ask them, which I do frequently, uh, what's the epitaph I want on my tombstone? It's you're having a biological experience. I really want people to understand, like you can learn about the brain and it will reveal things to you about yourself that'll be unbelievable. If you're trying to get in a relationship, if you haven't read books about the difference between men and women, you're in real trouble. The world will be very confusing to you if you think that men and women are the same. 
So understanding the biology of this stuff, that was one of the big turning points in my life that finally allowed me to believe in a growth mindset was I just started researching the brain. And it was like, oh, there's a saying called brain plasticity. Your brain actually changes no matter how old you are. Your brain changes. And I was like, okay, well, if that's true, then if I put time and energy into something, my brain will change, I'll get better at it, and that will improve my skills. And then another obsession of mine is to get people to understand skills have utility. You don't read a book to get an A on the test. You don't read a book to check something off a list. You read a book to learn something that lets you do something in the real world that other people can't do. And so uh, Elon Musk has a great quote, you're paid in direct proportion to the difficulty of the problems you solve. So you're learning something so you can solve problems, hard problems that other people can't solve. And so once you understand, oh, this is mechanical, my brain is designed a certain way. There's a certain path that I have to walk to gain skills. And then skills let me do something other people can't do. And by doing things other people can't do, I'm able to serve myself and the group. That's fulfillment. Fulfillment's the point. It, it is so mechanistic. It's all just deadly simple. And when I'm giving honest answers, I'm always looping around. This is how the human mind works. And every time, every time I say something controversial, it's always about biology. Like, if you want to fight it, fight it. You're going to die tired, and I will propel myself forward because I'm not judging what is true. I don't deal with the world the way that I wish it were. I deal with the world the way that it is. The thing with excuses is sometimes they're very true, and but it doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve your goal. So are you going to let it sit with you or are you going to find a way around it? So let's say a lot of people's reasoning, which was ours originally when we wanted to make movies, is we don't have enough money. So we're just going to go and do this thing until we have enough money. We don't have enough time. And the truth is, if you play the no BS, what would it actually take? And you say, I don't have enough money. Then you keep going down and go, well, how much do I, money do I need? Okay, what would it take for me to get that money? And sometimes people don't want to look at the answers. So maybe it takes you having to sell your house move in with your in-laws and rent one of their bedrooms for the next three years um, in order to save your money so that you can go and start a company. Well, some people don't want to do that. Okay, well at least now you have your answer and you're not sitting there using the excuse that you don't have enough money. You just looked at it and like, oh, to take, for me to get there, I need to live with my in-laws for three years. I don't want to do that. And now you've just decided. And now you're not beating yourself up over, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not there yet. Or like with us with Quest, there was no, we didn't leave ourselves any room with ex for excuses because we just went down that list of, are we giving this over? Are we doing this? Are we actually showing up? And if the answer is no, then how can you expect to reach your goal? So once we sit there and go, what is our goal? To build a studio as big as Disney. All right, before you even get started, we sit there and go, what? Like, no BS, don't try and say like the things that we want it to be true. But actually, what is true, That what would need to be true in order for us to build a studio as big as Disney? And so we sat there and we said, okay, it's gonna take us to put our own capital in. It's gonna take us to work hard. What does work hard look like? Is it a certain amount of hours? Is it a certain amount of achievements where you put things into place and you make sure you're always incrementally working towards that? Is it that you, maybe you have to, um, so this is exactly what 
we did with Quest. It was, oh, we have to put the house on the line. And that was like the no BS, that's what it's going to take for us to go all in and build Quest Nutrition. And so once we sat there and said, okay, it's going to take us to put our house on the line. It's going to take me at the time to be the, the supportive wife to come in and help you out. It's going to take no vacations. It's going to mean you're going to need to take a third of your pay cut. Like we literally sat down and wrote a laundry list of what it's going to take to start in Quest Nutrition. And once we had that list, we just looked at each other and we're like, all right, are we willing to do it? And when the answer is yes, now you just know what you're heading towards. You know the type of path that you're about to approach. And so there's no surprises. There's no all of a sudden him coming home and going, yeah, babe, so the business isn't doing well. And so, oh my God, I'm so sorry, but we lose our house, right? There's no surprise. We've established what we're gonna do in order to go for that goal. And in that comes the sacrifices. What are you willing to sacrifice? What are the things?